everybody. Welcome back to a special episode of Big Apple Hockey where we're doing a little bit of a playoff preview right now because, after all, you know when, Anthony, you know when people talk about this and they're going to be like, oh, you, t- you talk to um accountants, like, oh, it's tax season and I don't have any life. Yeah, it's going to be us for at least the next week, if not longer, <laughs> as uh, one of us is predicting, I will say that, because we're going to have, be having shows basically every single day to talk about all of our teams. I, of course, am the man that's trying to grow out my facial hair, which sometimes I doubt whether or not I should, Mark Williams. And uh, we're a man down today, and I'm joined by, of course, the Islanders maniac, Mr. Anthony Larocco. It's the best time of year. Play NHL playoffs kick off tonight. Um, you know, I don't know about you, Mark, but, uh, you know, round one is actually, you know, almost my favorite because there's, you know, every channel you turn to, there's a hockey game on. Um, so much hockey during round one, but um, yeah, let's get going tonight. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully uh, all the games are keep you on the edge of your seat, but I'm ready. Let's do it. Anthony, I got to agree with you on that because 10 years ago, but when NBC first started this, like before that, everybody had to always go on a different uh, channel or have the, um, the direct TV package in order to watch every round one game. Now, not the case. Now you're getting... Now you could just flip on anything if you're out of the region and, and even ESPN plus and just watch it. God help you. If you have to get a Leah Hextall game, I mean, <laughs> not for nothing. I'll just, I'll just say less when it comes to that, but let's start it out with the a block. And we're going to start with the series that is starting tonight. It'll be the New York Islanders versus the, uh, the Carolina hurricanes. By the way, everybody, you could always check out some of the articles that I have up, playoff previews for both the Islanders and the Rangers versus the New Jersey Devils. They're on our YouTube. We'll be doing the 60-second game reviews, and Philk will be doing the final buzzer whenever he can this week. And uh, there's a lot that, I, that we're going to be unpacking from my preview. Of course, Anthony having his thoughts. And everybody, of course, the A Block is powered by SeatGeek. You want to get $20 off your first order? Use the promo code BIGAPPLEHOCKEY. Great, great code to use. All right. So, Anthony, like I said, we're going to start off with the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Islanders. Game one tonight. Anthony, let me get your initial impressions of this series. My initial impression is that, um, you know, the Hurricanes, kind of like how the Devils, you know, own the Rangers in the regular season. The Hurricanes, you know, beat the Islanders, albeit once um, in the regular season. So they present a they present a tough matchup. Um, but you know, I'm I'm actually surprised. I know my my little uh, header here at the bottom says "prove people wrong," which is a mantra the Islanders used a couple of years ago. But um, I'm surprised about how many people actually in the media have picked the. The Islanders. I, I was listening to Dave McCarthy on NHL 6M the other day. He picked the he picked the Islanders, um, and he was interviewing Jason Greger, I believe from I believe he's from Sportsnet. I think he does the DFO rundown show. But um, he uh, he picked the Islanders as well. And you know, reading some more articles about it, there are a lot of people that are giving the Islanders a chance, and you know, rightfully so. Um, you know, the Hurricanes uh, aren't really a high scoring team. They've been they've been struggling to score goals. Um, so I'm redoing my driveway and pavers here. So I got construction people here today. So the dogs are barking a lot. Um, but 
But a lot, a lot of people that are giving the Islanders a chance here, and rightfully so. Like I was just saying, the Hurricanes haven't really scored many goals lately. They've been struggling. Svechnikov being out is a big blow for them. Um, you know, Mark, it's not very often when you look and uh, you compare the Islanders to a specific team, um, and they have the highest, they have the highest score. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, is Anthony's taking care of that? One thing. Oh, wait, he's already back. Oh, no, he's not. Okay, so one thing I'm seeing with this is sort of mirror images of each team. Very responsible defensively. Anthony's back. Keep on going with your thoughts. What I was saying was it's not very often that the Islanders actually have the highest score on both teams. Brock Nelson has more points than anybody on the Hurricanes. Um, And Svechnikov out, the Hurricanes are going to feel that. Um, Their two leading scorers are Natchez and Ajo. And then Brent Burns. After Brent Burns, I think it's – Cocking and Emmy with 43 points. That's just not, it's just not going to cut it. Um, so the Islanders are actually on a level playing field here with the Hurricanes when it comes to their offense. Um, the only difference is the Hurricanes provide more points from their back end. You know, Brent Burns is pretty prolific. Um, so they have to watch out for him as he could be another forward at times on the ice. But um, I think it's going to be a close series. I think both teams really would prefer to try to win these games 2 1, 3 1. Um, and I think it really what it's going to come down to is the team that generates generates more chances off the rush because a lot of these teams don't allow many. So when you do get an opportunity to odd men rush two on one, three and two, you're going to have to bury the puck because both teams are going to play really, really defensive minded hockey. So um, I'm really excited to get going. And, you know, the one thing that makes me feel comfortable and we'll get into more specifics once you start asking some of these questions here. But um, the Islanders have the X factor and he's the man that stands in between the pipes. Um, and that's a huge, huge, huge um, advantage they have over the hurricanes who are starting anti Ranta tonight in goal, not Freddie Anderson. There is a lot to unpack as far as this series goes. Uh, as if you read this, the once again, I'm going to point to the article that I did on there. It's referred to as, uh, a perfect storm for the Islanders. You can see it's there's the title of it right up there. But there are, as you were saying just now, Brock Nelson has more points than Marty Nages. Do you know who's fourth on Carolina in goal scored? And he's going to be one of my X factors later. He's my under the radar guy. It's Brady Shea. That is ridiculous. Yes. But they have uh, the thing is there's more goal scoring spread apart, uh, spread down the um the Carolina lineup than it is the Islanders. So this series is a lot closer than what people think. Now Carolina's sort of limping their way into the playoffs, and uh, it's it's one of those things. I I, I could joke about them being mirror in- images. Uh, they are very both defensively responsible. Uh, in Carolina's case, they're a little bit more forecheck, and that's how they keep the defense in, uh, away. I mean, hell, they even have a Sebastian Ajo on each team. How about that? <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's it, it's one of those things that when you're picking this series, and I'm going to get to my pick in a little bit, it, it, there's a lot of numbers that I'm just kind of sitting back and just saying, oh, I want to go this way. I really do. So let's start with this, Anthony. Who is your under-the-radar player that 
the teams need to look at. Well, you know, for, for the Islanders, you know you have Matt Barzell coming back. Um, he's going to be reunited with Bo Horvat uh, and Andrews Lee, which Horvat and Barzell were great. We're getting off to a great start after the trade, and then Barzell got hurt. So you know they're gonna they're gonna be a, a tough matchup for the Hurricanes. Then you have the Brock Nelson line's been on fire. But under the radar player for the Islanders is Zach Parise. Um, he's been great all year for the Islanders. He has a motor that doesn't stop. Um, and for a guy like him, I come playoff time, I think he's gonna raise his game even more. He has a lot of experience. And if a guy like Parise, you know, playing on the third line can can get hot and score some goals, that's really gonna help the Islanders' chances of winning the series. Because we all know that the Hurricanes are going to zone in on Horvat and Nelson, um, those two lines. But if Parise and Pajot could generate some offense on the third line, um, you know, that could be problematic for the Hurricanes. Um, the New York Islanders, Pierre Engvall, who I believe is also on that third line, as you were mentioning. No, he's, he's, on, he's on the second line with Nelson and Palmieri. My bad, because I, I forget where they moved him around in the lineup, and I know he had the assist on the J.G. Pajot goal, he last did. week against the Hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. So it's Pierre Engvall. I think Pierre Engvall has fit like a glove for the New York Islanders. Talk about an under-the-radar player. He has an under-the-radar acquisition. He was, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's a salary dump, and he's perfect for this team in everything that they want to do. So why not? I mean, why not go with him? I think he's got five goals, which ties him with Patrick Kane. Yeah. Uh, five goals when he became a New York Islander. I'm not saying he's Patrick Kane by any means, but still, that's impressive, especially in his limited uh, time with the New York Islanders. Uh, I'll give you mine for the Hurricanes, and it's Brady Shea. I mentioned a minute ago, 18 goals from the back end. You get a you get a, a defenseman that's knocking on the door for a 20 goal season. That's something to open up your eyes on. However, can you really keep that up on on in the playoffs, that's going to be an interesting thing. Uh, I know when he was a New York Ranger, everybody would point out the turnovers that he would have. And the Islanders can. They could press him, generate a couple turnovers. The thing about him also in this season is 18 goals and 20 assists. Last year he had, I believe, 39 points, and it was more assist-driven. So I just wonder whether or not it's just pucks went in and it's just this, the shooting percentage. Filk would always look at that and remind us about it. But who do you have for your Hurricanes under the radar guy? Um, for me, it's Teravainen. Uh, he only had 37 points in close to 70 games. That's simply not good enough during the regular season. But, um, you know, he's a guy that's going to have to help produce some goals with Sveshnikov out because, um, you know, the Islanders are going are gonna to do their best to shut down Sebastian Ajo. Um, and, of course, Natchez. Other than that, they're not getting that much goal support from their forwards. Um, so if Teravine turn up his game, um, that's really going to you know hurt the Hurricanes because, like I said, as, as it is right now, they haven't been scoring a lot of goals. They've been relying on Natchez, Ajo, and, and Brent Burns for the, pretty much the majority of their offense. So if Teravine can get going, that makes the Hurricanes, you know, a much more dangerous team. So um, if I were a Hurricanes fan, I, you know, I would hope that he could, you know, be a big player for you guys in this round. All right, so you alluded to this before. What is the X factor in this series to you? It's, you know, it's Ilya Sorokin. Um, you know, if you will, he's he's the trump card. The Islanders have uh, pretty much on almost every team in the playoffs right now. 
Um, you know, Mark, I don't, I just realized this uh, the other day. Um, when you, when you subtract out uh, goalies who haven't met the games played requirement of 40, um, do you know that Ilya Sorokin's the only goalie in the top five in save percentage and goals against average from last year and this year? Um, just shows it just shows consistency. Every goalie in the top five in save percentage last year is not in the top five this year. Uh, he's the only one. Um, he he is for my money um, the best goaltender in the National Hockey League, um, and I think that you know the Hurricanes are going to have trouble scoring on him. Um, you know I think come playoff time, obviously the Islanders are going to you know kind of buckle down even more defensively. Um, and I think he's he's a guy that seems to have ice in his veins. Um, I think he's going to raise his game even further. So if the Islanders can just, you know, give him goal support and, and score goals consistently this series, um, the Hurricanes might be in trouble because, you know, if if Islanders get a lead, which they're very hard to play against when they have a lead, but if they get a lead, let's say a two-goal lead in the come playoff time, Sorokin just will close the door. Um, and that could be an, a major issue for the Hurricanes. So, um, you know, if he plays like he did in the regular season or even more so, he raises the game even more for the playoffs. Um that's going to be hard for the Hurricanes to overcome. By the way, just to extend what you, you said before, I believe Igor Sorokin is the only person in the top 10 other than Sorokin. You said top five. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's funny on those statistics. So I was just, I had to, to, to quickly check that. Yeah, Sorokin has been amazing this year. And it's, he's clearly the number one goalie. I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to say it might be the Carolina goalies because they are such a weird situation, Anthony. It's, I don't know if my, my expression is doing it enough justice at the moment. Carolina has three goalies that have played us that have started 23 games or more. How the hell do you know who your number one is? Never mind your number two or your number three. As you mentioned before, they're starting Antti Ranta tonight. Antti Ranta is a good goalie for maybe one, two games. As we saw in the Rangers series last year, he wore down as the series went on and got exposed. That was, that was two things. He, um, especially game seven, game seven, throw it out the window. He, he wasn't good until they were out of reach. And then they started to get him within, like he started making saves when the game was over. I can't help but look at this and say, if Carolina with them, it might not matter who's in their net the way they play, but they got to get it together. If it, you got to come in and you got to say, that's the goalie, that's who I'm sticking with. If this ends up being a revolving door in net, then Carolina is going to have some issues. Because look at teams that run two goalies out there. They're not the Colorado Avalanche of last year, who I believe is the first Stanley Cup team to have six. Uh, six wins per goalie on their roster. It doesn't happen very often. You you don't get the the, the tandems that win. It's got to be a number one. Uh, so now the better question: What is the most crucial matchup in this series? Well, most of the time when the Islanders play the Hurricanes, Jordan Stahl is matched up against Matt Barzell. Um, and Jordan Stahl is a great shutdown center. He frustrates him, um, and he's hard to play against. He's big. He's rangy, smart player. Um, but the, 
Islanders haven't played the Hurricanes with Horvat and Barzell on the lineup at the same time. So, you know, if Jordan Stahl goes up against Matt Barzell and Bo Horvat, um, that's going to leave Brock Nelson with a lot of with a much favorable matchup, and he's hard to handle with the way he's playing. So, um, I I think for the most crucial matchup here is you know how how the Hurricanes decide how to attack Barzell because they keep Jordan Stahl on him but then the Brock Nelson line is going to have a, a favorable matchup and like they said the way he's playing that line has been playing they're going to be hard to contain too so the Hurricanes are going to try to have to pick you know what they want to do there but um, you know I just know Jordan Stahl is going to have a little bit of a harder time matching up with Barzell now that he has someone like Horvat playing with him so I'm interested to see how that shakes out. I'm going to go with maybe the, then the Ajo line against the Nelson line. Because if the Ajo line is the one that get that draws the Nelson line, they better slow down. I, I, I have to smile when we say this, Anthony. The words, slow down Brock Nelson. Uh, who would have thought we'd ever be saying that? But here we are. The guy has turned in now a 71-point season. He was tied in with game winners. Uh, game-winning goals. He was tied with uh, Matthews, Robertson, and Tage Thompson. At the time I wrote the preview, it was uh, Nate McKinnon, but then Nate McKinnon had to go and score one more game-winner uh, <laughs> on Friday. Thanks, Nate. Um, but it, that's where they're, they're going to have to be. And you know what? In the bottom six, I think the bottom six was a wash for both teams. They're, they're two good bottom six. I would favor the Islanders' fourth line only because – continuity on that i mean paul stasty does he really scare you for the for the hurricanes or even Derek Stepan? but you know what the, everything in this matchup points to the islanders winning this matchup uh, and all the numbers there's so many things except for maybe a couple i'll get into those in a minute because now for the big question the new york islanders will win this series if I think the Islanders are going to win the series if they, if Ilya Sorokin, you know, basically wills them to do it. Because I, I think, you know, the Hurricanes, like I said, they play a very suffocating style of hockey. So, you know, it's going to be hard for the Islanders to generate offense. Um, it's also going to be hard for the Hurricanes to generate offense. But if Sorokin shuts the door, um, that gives the Islanders an opportunity to where they could win if they just score one or two goals. So, um, I think if Sorokin's at the top of his game, um, the Hurricanes are going to be in serious trouble because um, he's going to outduel, you know, Anthony Ranta or, or Freddie Anderson, whoever they put in net on, on most nights. So um, I think for sure, you know, it relies on, on Sorokin's shoulders. 100% agree. There's no way around it. Uh, that That's basically what you say. Play defensive, try to get um... – Try, try to get these guys backing up, get the Hurricanes to make a mistake and pounce on them. And that's the way the Islanders will win the series. They have Ilya Sorokin and Ilya Sorokin will make the big save. You don't know if the Carolina guys are going to do that. And it's so weird with that, with that net. I have no idea what's going on in the Carolina net. There's one other team that confuses me in the league. We're going to get to that in a little bit, but Anthony, here's the other one. Carolina Hurricanes will win if 
the Hurricanes are going to win this series if they if they could stick to their style of hockey where they where they suffocate the other team, uh, forecheck them into submission and force the Islanders to make turnovers and turn the puck over a lot. Um, then that's going to be really difficult for the Islanders to to win because um, you know it's very going to be very important that the Islanders' defense gets the puck quickly and moves it up the ice to avoid that Hurricanes forecheck. Because once they get you in their zone and forecheck you. Um, you know, it's hard to generate any sort of momentum and generate any offense, um, you know, when they're constantly in your attacking zone. So, um, you know, if the Hurricanes play that style and they perfect it to the way they can, um, you know, the Islanders obviously, you know, could be facing uphill battle. Once again, I'm in 100% agreement on that because the the, the Carolina Hurricanes, one of the best forechecking systems in the league, and they just, this time it's my dog that's barking. I have no idea why. Um the they're one of the best four checking systems in the league and it goes back and forth back and forth they can keep you smothered in your own end all the time there's one small problem with the hurricanes on that though anthony and that's uh let me give you this exact stat again i'm reading it from the article a perfect storm on big apple hockey podcast.com the since the carolina hurricanes lost andre sveshnikov on march 20 or sorry march 11th their record is nine, eight, and one, and they've actually been outscored 49 to 51. Yikes. That is a recipe for disaster for this team. If they, now they're, they're a game above 500. I, I, I didn't even look how many of those wins were in regulation because the playoffs are a different animal. You got to play five on five. Can't go to three on three and shoot out in the, in the playoffs. So, you're a game above 500 and you won the division. They were barely holding on and it looked like Jersey was going to overtake them at one point. So there's still one more number <laughs> that, that I'm going to get to in a second, Anthony, because that's how much we were. I was delving into this series. What is your prediction for this series? Um, I'm going to say that the, my prediction is that the Islanders win in seven games. Um, I think the they're both really strong defensive teams. Um, you know, I'll give the edge to the Hurricanes just a little bit just because they have more high-scoring defensemen. Um, but their offense right now with Svechnikov out makes it a much more balanced matchup between the two offenses. Um, and then the trump card again is in goal. You know, Ily Sorokin is so much better than any of the options the Hurricanes have in goal. Um, and I think that that ultimately is might tip the scale in the Islanders' favor here. So um, it's going to be a close series. Uh, I do think, yeah, sure, the Hurricanes could very easily win the, in seven um, as well. Um, but I know some people just look at, okay, Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the East. They're playing a wild card team, and it's easy to just you know say, okay, Hurricanes are going to win. But when you really break it down and you see the, some of the injuries that the Hurricanes have and the way playing – and who the Islanders have in goal, um, you know, I, I, I think it's much, much, much closer than people think. And that's why you see some pundits picking the Islanders. Um, so, you know, Barzell's back, and that's that's a huge boost. But ultimately, I think Ily Sorokin tips the scales in the Islanders' favor. Here's a couple from Wicked. Wicked is saying uh, Hurricanes in six. Uh, Gun-toting Granny is saying Islanders in six. And uh, the bearded baker, of course, saying Islanders winning game seven in Raleigh. You know what? Who'd have thought that the Rangers were going to do it last year? And the Rangers blew the exactly. doors off 
the Hurricanes in that game. Um, uh, we're getting some of these other ones, Isles and Six, and of course, Core Python. You can check out some of his takes after uh, games. Uh, he is saying Canes and Six. Going to my prediction, Anthony, there are a lot of numbers I was crunching. Oh, my goodness. And I still looked at it and I went, the Islanders closed out the season 8-5-1. and one. They were a plus 12 goal differential. Everything I pops and says the Islanders are winning this series to me. Except one number. And that's the Islanders are a game below 500 on the road. Carolina is 28, 10, and 3. If the Islanders were a better road team, I would have said Islanders in six, easy. I'm going Canes in seven. Uh, I've been wrong before, everybody. I, I predicted Canes in, in seven against the Rangers. So don't worry about that. And, uh, and hell, uh, there was a, somebody giving me grief this week about our, uh, the Bruins are in trouble video we did last summer. So uh, it's, so, I mean, I, that's the only reason why I'm going Canes oh. in seven. I mean, Justin, if that, that happens, if that happens, that happens for one reason. And that's because Carolina completely cannot score on Sorokin. And their net is, if that's the case, I, I'm wondering still how many goaltenders Carolina uses in this series, Anthony. I, I, I'm I, I'm completely bewildered by it. That depends. You know, I think if let's say the Islanders go out tonight and win game one convincingly and Ranta doesn't fare that, that well, I could see them making a switch to another goalie. Um, but I think unless something drastic happens, he's going to be the guy they go with. Uh, but here's the thing. You look at the rest of these, the goaltenders, let's just go through their statistics. I mean, Ranta's got the 2.23 goals against average and the 9.10 save percentage. The next one after that is Kochekov, 2.44909. Then it's Freddie Anderson, who has got the most playoff experience and not just losing the first round with the Maple Leafs. 2.48903 save percentage. And he's the one that's played the most amount of games. Who the hell do they turn to? And if they use all three, then that's even more of a disaster. Because then every goalie, when they let out a bad goal, they're going to be looking over to the bench, seeing whether or not they're going to get taken out. Yeah. All right. Well... This is our playoff preview, and we're all, we are going to be putting this on the audio part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So we're going to be getting our DraftKings read right now. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. All right. So we're back again. And now to cover the other series, which is, of course, starting tomorrow night. And again, everybody, the A Block is powered by SeatGeek. 
You want $20 off your first ticket? Use the promo code BAH. Uh, sorry, uh, Big Apple Hockey. <laughs> not, not the BAH. My, my bad. That was a different promo code we had a while back. But, Anthony, New York Rangers at New Jersey Devils, game one tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, which I am so thankful that we've scheduled our staff dinner that night for for the, for the bar that I work at. It's awesome. Uh, although I will be watching it no matter what, if it either is on the TV in front of me or if it's on my phone. Fucking A, I'm watching that. <laughs> Anthony, what's your initial impressions on this series? It's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, help, help kind of reinvigorate a rivalry here. Um, you know, in the early 90s, uh, mid-90s, they had some good battles. Um, I, I think... You know, this series, honestly, I, I truly think this series could be can be a toss up. Um, and I say that because, you know, while the Devils don't have playoff experience, per se, especially a lot of their younger guys, Brat, Hughes, um, you know, et cetera, Heeshear, they they are an explosive, fast team. And, and we saw during we saw during the regular season, um, the, the Rangers struggled against the Devils and the way they play. I believe the range out of the four meetings, I believe the Rangers only won once. Um, I think it was an overtime or, or a shootout win. Um, Philip Heedle, so overtime are, winner. Yeah. So the the Devils are high octane and they can pose problems for the, for the Rangers defense. Um, they got a lot of speed, you know, Hughes pushes the play, Brat pushes the play. Um, and I think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm the Rangers, I don't want to make this a run and gun type of type of game because we all know the Rangers can score, but the Devils can too. I think the Rangers' best best path to winning this series is is slowing it down and playing a real defensive structured defense first game. Honestly, similar similar to the Islanders, um, try to lock it down and slow New Jersey through the neutral zone because I don't think you know they want to get into a, a slugfest with New Jersey because they can go toe to toe with them in that regard um so i think it's gonna be interesting i think it's gonna be close um i'm looking forward to get it for it to get started tomorrow night well here's the thing there's been so much that has happened with all these teams and again once once again it's there's a lot of numbers to crunch anthony do you realize in every one of these games between these two teams all four of them there's been a two-goal lead Three times there's been a two-goal lead. That team that had it lost it. The Rangers had a 2-0 lead in the first game against the Devils. The Devils won uh, 5-2. The the Devils had a 2-0 lead against the Rangers. The Rangers end up winning in overtime. The Rangers have a 3-1 lead against the Devils. They lose in overtime. And then the 2-0 lead on the last game. They end up holding on to to, to win two to one. I think it was uh, maybe three to one. I forget if there was an empty netter because I didn't bother looking that up at the moment. The other part of it is, <laughs> I look at the I look back on the season, Anthony, and I think the Rangers' overtime win against the Devils was possibly the most critical game of their season because they were on a downward slide. You know, Philk and I, we were bet, we were calling for Gerard Glantz head at the time mm-hmm. because you couldn't win with them. You got it. You got to replace them. And the week before they played the Devils, and I I declared that they were dead. All right. Now, by the way, that's funny. AP just put this one on here. I just say this: Islanders in one. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 
And uh, also, I before I finish this sentence, the beautiful Maria Cosenza says uh, Islanders in seven. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's better than flowers to put it up <laughs> on the broadcast. Um, so, but Anthony, then that shifted to the Devils. If you remember, the Devils were on that tough slide. Yeah, I think they went three, six, and one. They were on a, the, between the middle of December to the middle of January, and that was, uh, and that was their most critical win. And it was, if they lost that game, I think they continue sliding. Instead, Brat scores, Hughes scores, Severson in overtime. That's all she wrote. These two teams, this is going to be a slugfest. This is going to be an absolute slugfest. And I, and, and, yeah, I don't know if that's the best decision for the Rangers to make it a slugfest. And, we'll and and the funny part about it is, Anthony, this is possibly the most offensive firepower the Rangers have ever had in their history. Yes, it is. I mean, you're talking about you have Patrick Kane, uh, who's former Consmite Trophy winner. You have Mika Zibanejad, who had 24 points. We're going to get talk more about him in the bar talk. Chris Kreider, 30-goal season, nearly got to 40 this year. It would have taken a little bit longer. And uh, uh, then you have Tarasenko, who's fit in pretty well. He's looked better. Uh, Trocek has played a great game. Trocek is, I think, a huge upgrade over Ryan Strom. Sorry the people that think Ryan Strom was any good. but uh, And then Artemi Panarin, for every fan that's going, oh, no, Artemi Panarin's going to be nothing without Strom. Yeah, 90 points. So you don't need to worry about that going. It's going to, it's going to depend a little bit on some of the lines we're going to get into in a second, but, and yes, a lot of you guys are making great points in the comments. I got to get off the comments because I'm starting to read too many of them. Um, But there is a lot of the, there's a lot of a mirror image going back and forth at each other. The question is, Oh, the Rangers are one step ahead of where the devils were last. uh, The devils are one, or where the Rangers were last year. Thank you. It took a minute. The Rangers have a year of experience and a year of going through some trials and tribulations, especially a 3-1 deficit to the Pittsburgh Penguins, where the Penguins should have knocked the Rangers out. I know there's people that are going to say, oh, it's the Sidney Crosby hit. Yeah, well, you led two games, 2-0 in elimination, and you couldn't finish the job. Who's that on? So, Anthony, let's start with this. Who is your under the radar player for the Devils? It's it's Andre Palat. Um, you know, Palat's a guy that has the experience. He has the rings. I think the Devils, the younger guys, are going to lean on him for experience, especially during you know crucial moments and just throughout the series in general. Um, but we we all know that the Devils have you know Hughes, Brat, um, Heishier, uh, you know Sharon Govich. These guys that can all score goals. Um, Andre Palat's going to be a key guy because, like I said, he's gritty. He's been there before. Um, so if Palat can, can you know, score some big goals too for New Jersey and kind of pull the younger players into the fight in those tense moments and help them keep their composure, um, that's going to be – that's going to – that well, that would be big for New Jersey. So I would look to him to kind of, you know, lead the way, not necessarily on the scoreboard, but, you know, kind of take all these young guys under his wing and say, hey, you know – believe even though you guys are young and experienced we could beat this team and i think he'll be important to the series for the for the devils my guy um my guy for the devils we're gonna start with this is dawson mercer 
Dawson Mercer is. Yeah, I just, forgot even to mention him. That's another guy. Yeah, it, he's. Uh, let's let me get those actual numbers for you on him. Uh, let's see. He has 55 points this year. He exceeded the the 42 that he had last year. Uh, and you you know exactly why that they balked when they were trying to when San Jose was trying to get Dawson Mercer from him. And they said, no, no way. We're not trading Dawson Mercer for Timo Meyer. Not only did they not give up Dawson Mercer, they didn't give up Alexander Holtz. They didn't give up Igor Mm -hmm. Serengovich. I mean, (laughs) that's a great job by Tom Fitzgerald. I I already got to praise him on that one. By the way, once again, you mentioned Timo Meyer. That's another guy I totally forgot to mention as well before. And I was talking about the Devils and their, you know, what they could do being high. I mean, that's. Look, I, I've said this numerous times. By the way, you can always check out Reboot the Rivalry, which is on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. Uh, I've said it a lot with that. I love me some Jesper Bratt. I love me some Timo Meyer. I hate that they're going to be New Jersey Devils. Well, we're going to wait to see about Bratt because they're going to resign him. You have to. But they're, they're going to be New Jersey Devils for a long time. And, man, they're going to it, it's gonna, it's gonna suck playing those guys, hopefully, for the New York Rangers. You, it's a slow development on some of the other guys, but let me get right to the New York Rangers, my under-the-radar guy. Capo Caco, 17 goals this year. He started to really kind of come on. He's been okay against the Devils. I, I figured that he would be, like, ramped up a little bit to play the Devils, but Caco against the Devils is uh, – he's only – he's he's been, like, 16 points over his last two months, Seven. uh I think it's no 16 because I added the 16 point. I almost said 17. He only has six points against Jersey in his career, but you know, Kako's Kako's a guy that could change around a series. Look at game five against the Pittsburgh Penguins when he's holding onto that puck seemingly forever and the Penguins can't get it away from him. If that's the guy that shows up and that's the kid line that shows up, the devil's going to have some trouble matching up against them because the Eric Hall line isn't going to cut it. Um, so my under the radar player for the Rangers is another kid. Um, you pick Kako, I'm going to Lafreniere. Um, Lafreniere and that whole kid line, they were they, honestly the best hockey they've played in their young career so far were last playoffs, in my opinion. They were good. Um, and I think Lafreniere needs to lead the charge against the Devils here because, you know, again, you know, the Devils are going to, you know, Hishier is going to try to, because while he could score, Hishier is a pretty good defensive player too. So, you know, he's going to match up with Panarin. Um, they have a lot of guys, Zabinijad, to worry about, Kreider, Kane, Tarasenko. If Lafreniere could get going, that's just another guy scoring. That could be really problematic for the Devils. So um, if there's ever time where Lafreniere wants to increase his value even more well, as he you know, heads into the summer as a restricted free agent, a big playoff could you know, help get him a couple more coins in his next paycheck. But um, you know, if he can get going and that whole kid line in general – um, that could, like I said, that could be pretty problematic for the Devils. Now, let's move on to the X factors in this series. What is your X factor? My X factor is is not really essentially a one player, but um, Adam Fox versus Dougie Hamilton, um, both high scoring defensemen. Um, I believe Dougie Hamilton had seventy three points. Um, Adam Fox, I'm sure, I don't know a specific number, but probably somewhere in that area. Um, I think, you know, it's 
they're they're guys who clearly, as evident as just say, could put up points, um, but also you know defend fairly well. So I think whichever one of those defensemen can kind of outplay the other doesn't necessarily mean his team's going to win if he does, but I think that would really help in going a long way to getting the leg up in the series at the end and moving on to the second round. But um, I'm curious to see if, if both those guys could still produce at a pretty high level in the playoffs. Um, like I said, they're both very important members of their team offensively, but defensively as well. My X factor is going to be the goaltending, and it's going to be specifically in the devil's end. Uh, after putting up a great month of January, uh, Vitek Vanacek went through February and March with a sub 900 goals, uh, say percentage. I mean, when everybody has a sub 900 goals against, uh, so it's, it's hard to get above that, but it's, it's, he did kind of rebound a little bit and, and get back. Uh, the month of April really wasn't all that kind to him. But he still was better than that. Now, in that bad run I was just talking about, one of them was giving up one goal to the Rangers and beating them. If Vanacek can keep that up, the Devils could win this series very easily because you know what you're going to get out of Sesterkin. And Sesterkin's mm-hmm. been ramping it up. He's been over yes. a 930 state percentage since March 2nd. Uh, he's He's been fantastic with that. And it's, you know, it's going to be which goalie can make the big save especially if this goes to an overtime and that's what is going to be interesting to see. And you brought up Palat before for the under the radar guys, because Palat scored the biggest goal of the Eastern conference finals last year. Cause once he mm-hmm. got Tampa on the board, they ended up winning four straight. So Sturkin this time around, I've been kind of wondering if his motivation has been, I'll save it for the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see about that because Anthony, hopefully the dogs have stopped barking by now. Um, What we're going to go into, what is the most crucial matchup of this series? Um, Hold on. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of critical matchups. Uh, obviously, I think you're going to see a lot of the the um, Heischer line versus the Zibanejad line, maybe even the uh, Trocek versus – hell, Zibanejad might go up against Jack Hughes instead, and they might try to wear them down. Uh, there's a lot of good matchups. Let me see what you guys think. What do you guys think is going to be a critical matchup before I get Anthony back? Uh, yeah, they play tomorrow night. All right, we got Anthony back right now. So, Anthony, what is the most crucial matchup in this series? I think it's I think it's whether or not Nico Hishier and, and Eric Haller, whoever they put, can contain the Artemi Panarin line. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing that I'm sure the Devils probably took notes on um, from last playoffs, if they if they kind of did some pre-scouts and stuff, Artemi Panarin, um, as we all know, he's not he's not the most uh, engaged player you know physically and and come playoff time um you have to fight for every square inch of ice and really make it hard so i think the devils are going to go after him and hit him um you know and when you do that to players like him you know let's face it they don't like to be hit and sometimes they can you know shy away from pucks uh you know last year chris jory had those kind of 
not so kind words of Panarin's play in the playoffs. So um, I think the Devils are going to try to get him off his game, hit him, um, and make him uncomfortable uh, to the point where you know, like I said, he's not he's not really engaging when he doesn't have the puck. So um, whether or not Hall is the guy for that, or he's here, or what they deploy to do that, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. See, I don't think the Devils have the real checkers to really scare Panarin. I think the other difference between this year and last is he's on the line with Vinny Trocek. Vinny Trocek will stand up and 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 protect his guy. The other thing is he's been playing with uh, Tarasenko. Patrick Kane's on the team. There's a little bit less pressure, I think, that's on him. I think there's a little bit of pressure on Patrick Kane to perform because, after all, hey, you wanted to get – you wanted to get to New York. Now you're in New York. So you better perform, kid. And I think there's also a little bit of a chip on his shoulder from hearing about how poor defensively he was. And that's been eight years since the last time he's won a playoff series. But the most critical matchup I'm going to go with in this series right now. Do you know, since March 2nd, which was the day before the trade deadline and when Timo Meyer showed up for the Devils and when Patrick Kane showed up for the Rangers, Number seventh in the league on the power play is the New Jersey Devils. That they're, no, yeah, they're number seven, 25.5%. By the way, the Rangers, 27.1%. Anthony, do you know what team is number one in the NHL in that time? The New York Rangers, 90%. If the Rangers can take the Devils out of the power play, that can filter down to their five on five, especially on a young team and the Rangers might be able to escape in this series and gain momentum. And that can really, that's, that's sometimes specialty teams on, on a younger team. That's what really can affect them. Because if you start, you know, you start gripping the stick in until the, the point when sawdust comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good thing. So Anthony, here we go. The big answers, the New York Rangers will win this series. If, I'm going to say if Igor Shosturkin can can shut down the Devils, um, you know, during the regular season, his numbers against the Devils have, you know, weren't the best, uh, 907 save percentage, 3.23 goals against. So um, he struggled facing the Devils. But, you know, if he could play the way he did down the stretch, um, and like I said, really, you know, negate a lot of these chances that their their big guns get in Jack Hughes and Heeshear and Meyer, um, you know, I think the Rangers could win. Uh, if he if he's a Shesterkin that kind of played against the Devils during the regular season, you know it's it's going to be hard for the Rangers. The Devils are talented enough to you know to kind of pull off an upset, even though they're the higher ranked team. I think if the Devils won, a lot of people probably would view it as an upset. Um, but yeah, I, I think if Shesterkin could be up to the task, the Rangers will win this series. By the way, I don't think there's going to be many upsets in the NHL, no matter what people want to clarify as an upset. Florida over the Bruins would be an upset. Uh, Seattle over Colorado would be an upset. And I think the rest of them kind of about it, especially with what's going on in, in Vegas. We'll get more into that in a little bit. The um, Rangers win this series. I think as if they're star players or their star players and the kid line ends up doing what they did last year in that first round, because they're the they're the X factor. If they if those two those top, top two lines are going up against each other, that kid line has to capitalize. You know what you're going to get out of the Goudreau, Mott, and uh, and Jimmy Vesey line. Jimmy Vesey 
who was a devil last year and is now a ranger this year. He has had a a pretty good season for a guy who's now their fourth line right wing. That's, that's what they need him to be. They didn't need him to be a first line uh, right wing Gerard. So uh, (laughs) I, I mean, I just expect a sister is going to turn in a good performance. I expect that Fox is going to turn in a good performance. And I I think the Rangers stars are all going to show up here. Now the New Jersey Devils will win this series if kind of this actually kind of goes to what I said about the Rangers will win if the Devils are going to win this series if if their best players are their best players and you know the Rangers and Shesterkin don't have an answer for it. Um, like I said, the Devils play a high octane style of hockey. The Rangers can too, but I again I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I think the Rangers' best course of action is slowing things down um, and making the Devils play their style of hockey because we all know the Devils can play running gun. I'm not so sure the Devils are built to win two to three one games. And that's why I'm, I'm looking ahead with this, Mark, but you get where I'm going. That's why I think if the Islanders were to win their series and the Devils were to beat the Rangers, I don't think the Devils can, can beat the, the Islanders in a playoff series just because the Devils are young. They don't know what it. They don't know what it takes to to win a two one game in the playoffs time. When the like I said, you have to battle for every inch of ice. So um, I think the Devils are going to win this game if the Rangers. Sorry, this game, this series. If the Rangers allow them to play their running gun style of hockey, um, that's 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 all they know. That's how they win. That's how they're built. I think the Devils can win this series if Jack Hughes explodes. He's the guy that I think out of everybody, sometimes when you get these guys, when the spotlight is finally on them, he's turned in a great season, nearly a hundred points. He was on pace for it. He, he he's, I, I run out of superlatives whenever I talk about him, he explodes. The Rangers are in serious trouble. You got to keep him and uh, everybody uh, every, just, anyone on his line i if it's meyer or brad but i forget which one is on which line at the moment um you got to keep them away the other thing they have to do they got to get some garbage goals against vtech vanacek because we were talking about experience experience matters most in net which is one of the reasons why i kind of am not lukewarm on the bruins winning the stanley cup however you get a couple garbage goals goalies get feel a little bit of doubt then you're, you're able to pop another one in before they can really center themselves. I mean, you look at Sisterkin in the first four games last season against the, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Not He wasn't really Sisterkin. He was all right. He was I actually thought he was gassed. He comes alive in game five after giving up the first two goals. Now, Jake Gensel was doing a John Drews impression for old Ranger fans. The Drews is loose. You remember that. But it's uh, it's one of those things that I think it, it comes if Vanacek is good, the the, the the Rangers are in a lot of trouble. If those two players are good, specifically Hughes and Vanacek, then if you if he's putting the puck in the net and you can't put the puck in the net, how are you going to win? It's just that simple. Oh, so yeah. Oh, hey, uh, and we also got the predictions right now. From John, Filk has got – he just sent these in. Filk is saying – 
All right. Actually, I'll be start with his prediction first because we'll go to predictions and Phil is Hold saying. On. I, I wanted to. I wanted this this question. Um, so the Islanders and Rangers can play each other in the playoffs, uh, but unfortunately, it wouldn't be the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they will play each other in the next round, in round two, if if they both won their series, um, and that will be the first time that's happened since 1994. Um, and if that does happen. Um, well then <laughs> it's going to be very interesting for Mark at work. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Islander fan friends. We don't talk to their Ranger fan friends for a whole duration of the series. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be real interesting, but like you said, um, uh, it's not obviously no guarantee, but that to answer your question, Mel Bester, that that's the, that's the answer. Um, only in the next round, that's the only round they could play in. No, I actually really want to request all those games off. That's what I want to do because I it's 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 going to be like this. Hi, we're going to get for you for a drink. Oh, uh, you guys are already fighting. <laughs> that's how quickly that's going to go. Um, and and also everybody knows I'm I'm a bit of a Rangers homer, but that's that's a different story. Uh, especially when I do this podcast, I try to stay as neutral as I possibly can. But predictions, Filk is saying Rangers in six over. The uh, uh, over the Devils, Anthony. What do you think? Um, my my prediction is Rangers in seven. Um, like I said, I did I I did say I think you know this this could be a toss up type series, but what's tipping my the the scales in the Rangers' favor um, is the experience, uh, and they have the obviously the better goaltender. And uh, as I said, you know, reference to the Islander series, having the better goaltender. Um, and a lot of cases could be that thing that pushes your team over the edge over the, the other. So um, I think the Rangers are going to win it. But again, the, the Rangers cannot take the Devils lightly. They have a lot. They have a lot of skill. They're similar to the Rangers in that they can play that run and gun style. Uh, um, and we've seen it. The Rangers had, have had trouble with their speed. So, um, you know, the Rangers do their best to neutralize that. Uh, you know, I, I think they can win the series. But anybody, you know, any Ranger fan that's kind of saying, you know, Rangers in five or, or just or just kind of discarding the Devils. Um, you know, that's that's a mistake. The, de- the Devils are the Devils. The Devils are a skilled team. Like I said, they just they're just not a team built for the playoffs in the sense of winning close games. So the Rangers could keep it that style. I like their chances a lot. If the Rangers win in five, it's because that they got some bounces, sort of like the 2008 Rangers Devils series that went the Rangers were up 2-0. They lost in overtime in game three. John Madden had the game winner, and then they won uh, games uh, four and five. Now, I'm, I'm going Rangers in six because here's the only reason why. If there's a bad bounce, if there's an overtime game, you have to side with the fact that the Rangers had more experience from going through it last year, from having uh, now a Consmith Trophy winner on your team, and four Stanley Cups that were added to this roster at the trade deadline. You talk about money players in the playoffs. If Patrick Kane shows up, and I do mean shows up, he's he's been slowly integrating mm-hmm. into this team. And it's funny when you say that about a guy with 12 points in the last month. You're like, oh, he's only got 12 points. Yeah, well, what are you expecting to have, 17? Uh, it's, but this in this case, I think the Rangers' depth – 
and their goaltending is going to be the difference. And it's not saying the devils don't have a lot of depth and it's not, it, it's amazing. Anthony, you got uh, two teams with 107 points or more and one of them's going home. Yeah. Uh, and same, and almost the same thing with the uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto too, which we're going to talk about in a moment, everybody. I, I just think it'll be <laughs> state of survival. That's hundred percent right. That uh, Sebastian yeah, Ajo will advance <laughs> to the second round. Yeah. You know, by the way, that would be great if at least it was like the Highlander where it was with a hockey stick. They said they could be only one. Yeah. So, except not decapitate him. I mean, he does have it is a hockey stick. So, I just I I do see the Rangers winning this series, it is not going to be easy by any means. And uh, if, if it is in five, it's because the Rangers got a couple extra bounces. If it's the devils that win in, in five, it's because they've got a lot of, of extra bounces. Are the devils ready for prime time? We're about to find out. That's the easiest way to sum that one up. So, and I got all of Phil's predictions right over here. And uh, he also says the Islanders over Carolina in seven as well. So Phil is saying Carolina going down. And you know what? That's been the trendy pick. Let's see whether or not that all happens. All right, everybody, we're going to go around the NHL and do some bar talk. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say beer. I can't even begin to describe I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk, where we're engaging our topic, our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. And I clicked on the wrong thing. There it is. So, and, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. And another one of Philk's opinions I'm going to get to in a minute as he just texted out a bit of news that just dropped just now. We're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're buying everybody around? So, so you'll have a beer or you're just going to have a shot. And of course, whenever we do bar talk, we're sponsored. We're, it's brought to you by Drizzly. Make it a Drizzly night. Store? Yeah, make it a drizzly night or an afternoon. Hell, yeah. you could get anything you want from them. Have other people bring it I to might. you. Great, great for parties. What were you saying, Anthony? I might have to make. I might have to make it a drizzly night tonight watching the game. You know, I might need alcohol. Oh, for oh it. yeah. We'll see. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a dart league going on and the New York Islanders in the playoffs. Can't wait for all that. Actually, fortunately, the dark the dart team that's there tonight, big Islander fans. By the way, everybody, you could also order these. Click the link below. Got the all the big apple hockey hats back in stock, so I'll send them out to you. And if you haven't done it already, I always forget to promote ourselves. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button, the like button, and the bell. Appease the YouTube gods because we would like to do more of this for you. <laughs> yes, uh, Corey, you're right about that. It's gonna be a lot of drizzly nights if it's the Rangers Islanders in the second round. I am deathly afraid of that, to be honest with you. And as a bartender, as far as the podcast goes, that's going to be great fodder for us. It's bad yeah. enough. We're probably going to be doing uh, these streams every single day this week. If not, uh, the big show coming Wednesday, uh, where we're going to have all three of us right back. But I mean, yeah, I, I just, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a hell of a week. It's great to have both these teams in the playoffs. We haven't had it in a while. So, 
Anthony, Mika Zibanejad last year, 24 points. He was third among the non-finals players because, of course, there were two guys named Dreisaitl and McDavid that were one and two. They each had 30 and 31 points. Mika Zibanejad will be the driving force for the New York Rangers this postseason. Yeah, I got to go round. I mean, even though they have the likes of of Panarin and, and Kane, um, I, I mean, I – Mika Zibanejad has been one of, you know, arguably the best Ranger um, for a while now. Um, he's got a cannon of a shot. Um, you know, he just produces points. Um, you know, he's he, he's got the size. Uh, you know, I, I think I think he kind of really makes this boat go, if, if you will. So, um, you know, he's he's going to be a lot for the Devils to handle for sure. I mean, I mentioned Dougie Hamilton before. I, I don't know what Devils defenseman gets matched up against him, but um, he's hard to handle. So. Yeah, I, I think this is an easy round. I'm only going a beer for one reason. And uh, first, I want to give you this one anecdote. There's a sort of an off-the-record thing. But last year, for the mark on the road, I flew down to go see the Rangers play at the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa, which was on my, on my birthday at that. And uh, I was running down to another friend of mine who was staying there. He was actually staying at the hotel the Rangers were at. And Mika Zibanejad walked up to the bar, had one drink, talked for about two minutes and then said, I'm sorry, I have to go prepare for the next game. And he's going to be focused. He is going to be one of the possibly one of the most focused players in the league. Look at Connor McDavid and the look on his face. That guy is screaming. I want the cup right now. That being said, Artemi Panarin's got something to prove to. Patrick Kane has got something to prove to. You might have a lot of different guys driving the bus, and maybe they're all grabbing the wheel and all stepping on the gas. Hopefully the brake every now and again. But it's it's um I think Zabanajad is definitely the guy that could lead it. It's just there's there's a lot of guys with with stuff that they have to prove. And don't forget Igor Sisterkin. Igor Sisterkin, if she he shows up the way he has in the last month. That could be something, too, as I'm going to just kill a little bit of time. By the way, everybody, thanks for participating so far in the poll question right now. 60% of you are saying absolutely not. You should never groom a playoff beard uh, because I do groom my playoff beard because my, um, my, my hair does not come in very well. I'm very spotty. So I end up like, like right, you kind of see right here, I'm doing like a little bit of the chin strap. I mean, I, I envy guys like Anthony and Phil that can come up with a much better beer than I can. And it's, it's just, it's, it's something that I, I, I wish I could grow better, better facial hair. That's about it on that one. Um, going to kill about another couple seconds. Everybody, by the way, 13 likes so far, make sure that you're right, that you're, that you're leaving a like on us. Let's see some of the stats right here. Oh, cool. Rob, I will see you tonight. I will make sure I have a hat for you. Uh, Cause Rob ordered one of the hats from our eBay link down below. Romanello is saying that it's definitely a beer. And so is gun toting granny. And of course, when you talk about a guy that drives the bus, this guy drives the bus right there. So, um, well, actually, uh, Romanelle, it's it's the 2012. Oh, wait, you're saying the Stanley Cup finals. My bad. 
Uh, both teams are good, but one is a little bit better in the playoffs, and that's huge. Yeah, and that does that does have something to do with it because when you have uh, the teams and the experience, and the, the Kings have already been through it, so it's it's something that uh, you know it's it's funny because the Rangers lost that Stanley Cup by three overtime goals. That's it. That's it, and that's. And that's a huge difference. Me personally, it should have only been two because, of course, game two, Henrik Lundqvist was run over by Dwight King. No call. Thank you, Tim Peel. Uh, once again, that was the second time the Rangers played on my birthday. If they can ever play on my birthday, which is June 7th, I am overly happy. And if they can play on my girlfriend's birthday, which is June 8th, that would that would, that would make her happy. So that would, that would be a good thing, too. Uh... Pickleball Kane has little to prove. He has three cups. Um, Lou, that's so much true. He's heard some chatter about that. That's the reason why I'm bringing that up. And uh, I'm going to stall a little bit more, guys, because I'm going to wait for Anthony to get back. And uh, let's read some more of these comments. Uh, Mel Bester is saying, by the way, uh, congratulations on being a born a week after the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup. I saw that in your comments below. After all, the Rangers had a player that was born when they had the Stanley Cup parade. That was Mackenzie Skapsky, who played two games. And uh, I, I talked to uh, somebody about that. I think it might have been Chris T in the comments a while ago. But anyway, at Big Apple Hockey, there's a chance the Bruins can play the Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Knicks can play the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Final in this playoffs. That's insane. I miss the Yankees Red Sox ALCS rivalry. Yeah, I mean, especially when the Red Sox finally broke through and beat the Yankees to win the World Series in 2004, it really became a real rivalry. Uh, because other than that, I, I always thought it was just the Yankees punching the down because <laughs> that's the way I always felt about that. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I it's the way I could say it. It's the Mets versus the Braves because the Mets never seem to ever beat the Braves. Uh, what are the ticket prices? How much are box seats? Uh, that's a great question. Because uh, who knows? Maybe uh, Sunday might be in there. Um. Mazzaro is saying, uh, Gallant said experience is meaningless. We beat the pens with all their experience. Look, he's correct about that. Now, I think he's also trying to keep it a little bit more uneven keel. Experience goes everywhere. Gerard Gallant never won a playoff series until last year. Uh, well, as a player, different story, obviously, but uh, it's yes, uh, experience does have something to do with it. But again, look, look at it. How many of you guys play golf? If you got $5, just $5 resting on the line to hit a six foot putt and some guys ice, ice water in their veins. Some guys are like me who overread it and then end up rimming out the putt or missing completely. It's even worse. I'm not saying I don't hit hit some of those putts, but it's just that sometimes it, it happens and it doesn't. Uh, Matteo scored on my birthday. DP, that's a, that is a nice memory. That is the 27th, if I recall correctly. Everest is asking, do you think uh, the New York Rangers are going to move Kako if he has a bad playoff performance? I think it's, I'd hesitate on moving all the Kako talk 
and all the Lafreniere talk. Uh, oh, these guys are boss. So you're going to move. Two things I do have to say, and they do kind of contradict each other, which is these guys are young players. They have a player on their team that is really good that other teams gave up on. And then another team was able to invest in him and completely develop him. That's Mika Zibanejad. Because imagine if Mika Zibanejad was on the Ottawa Senators right now. You know, they're probably still sitting there going, what were we thinking with that? However, I also th- I also think Brennan Ottman coming is going to cause a little bit of pressure. But I think it's, I think it's going to be like a little bit of good type of pressure. Eventually they're going to have to figure out what to do with the kid line. Um, He's also signed to a pretty affordable deal next year. I don't, I don't see them moving Kako and the Rangers supposedly are still high on Kako. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Vasquez, by the way, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, the, uh, devils come out hot, then taper off Rangers in six. That's a good take because again, that's where, that's where experience comes in and the experience in the room helps. And also again, Marty St. Louis, 20, 2014. And then all that team had having in 2015. I mean, again, Kreider scoring, uh, that, that goal in game five to keep them alive. Very, very big. Uh, Core is asking, Mark, are you going to attend any playoff games? And the answer on that is, I hope so. Uh, the question is going to be where. Because if they end up going to Carolina, I might go to Carolina. Uh, I already did the Devils uh, a couple weeks ago. I had the uh, Sopranos opening for the Mark on the Road. That would be good. I actually got new microphones that will work this time whenever I try to record anything um, outside, new lavaliers. Uh, Roman L saying a 38 year old Kane feels like he has something to prove is 10,000 times better than Gauthier. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, VZ or anyone else that they had don't sleep or disrespect 88. And that's right too. I mean, look, he's not the fastest guy that he was anymore, but still it's just, it's, it's what he's going to have to do. Uh, and, and you know what? He's going to back check. He's going to be a little bit better at that. And if it takes the pressure off Panarin, that helps greatly to, to what they, to what Panarin couldn't do last year. Cause there is the knock on Panarin. He's not a playoff performer. And while we're at it right now, guys, might as well look up the numbers for you. Uh, Panarin in, um, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Anyway, so Panarin having also his friends, that helps. Don't sleep on Vinny Trocek. Vinny Trocek is a hell of a player. And uh, he's, he's one guy that I think you, you're going you're gonna to find really why the Rangers went out and got him and got him over, uh, over uh, Ryan Strom. Well, for starters, he can hit an empty net. Panarin in uh, uh, 20 games last season, six goals, 10 assists, 16 points. And let's face it, one of those goals was meaningless in game four. But you look at, he was a point per game in Columbus. He was uh, two points in three games. I mean, 
Panarin, he's he's a little bit hot and cold, as we saw with the Rangers last year. 16 points in 20 games is nothing to sneeze at. So it, I think fans need to kind of relax a little bit on him. Uh, yeah, so core answer to that, once again, I'd rather uh, go see a, a playoff game at an arena that I haven't seen. Hopefully, see one, let's say, in Boston, Carolina, and Colorado. That would be nice. Uh, David Wood saying we are so much better than the pens, uh, than the pens, yet it went to seven games when it should have been five, probably because of their experience. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. Also, it has a lot to do with, um, look, I think better coaching last year. Mike Sullivan did a better job and the, uh, yes, the tide turned. And, uh, right now we got 39 of you watching. Uh, so make sure you hit that like button for us as I'm still trying to stall to get to the next topic because the next one is the Islanders. Um, the But again, it's when you see that the coaches that make better adjustments always are the ones that end up uh, winning in the playoffs. One guy that you could say that sort of about in, 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 in the opposite direction, guy that never made good, good adjustments, Dan Bilesma. Dan Bilesman won the 2009 Stanley Cup and he held on for another five years as a Penguins coach. And they just, he, he never really made great adjustments. Uh, they won a Stanley Cup with him, but they really couldn't get past the third round ever again. And when you couldn't do it with that roster, oh, geez, that roster, that roster was good, especially when they added James Neal for a while. All right, the, the ice is slanted towards Mike Richter right now. Yes, that was game six. And also, Mike Richter holding the fort, and also, um, I believe it was Tom Chorsky, uh, a shot hit his skate. And then Keenan taking the timeout. Nobody says a word on the bench. Messier gets up. They go on the power play, drop pass to Kovalev. He scores 2-1. to one. Messier, the backhander to start the third period, a natural hat trick at the third period. That was all a great um, – that was all a great uh, – uh, sequence that happened. One of the best experiences I ever had at the time I was 16. I just got off of work. I was listening to, well, first off to, to tell you how long ago it was. We had the, to get the sports updates. We didn't have a radio at Sears stockroom where I worked and I had to run and uh, go call sports phone, which was an outside line. And eventually they killed outside lines there. And it was Donald Greca doing the um, score updates, um, but that was uh, that was great. Hearing two to one, ran home, and then hearing uh, Howie Rose call Messier. Messier is tied at it too. All right, we got Anthony back right now. Um, uh, no, it's okay. I was I was killing time for us. Uh, by the way, just to cite one more, Mike Brown, great to, great to hear from you. Uh, some say the Devils have a tricky style of play. How would you describe their play and how the Rangers will match up against them? I think the Rangers are going to try to slow them down. That it's that's it. There, I don't think you're right on that, Anthony. I don't think you want to get into a speed game. You, you, no. you keep them, you keep them from really getting in there. And I think maybe the Rangers might have to get a little bit more physical. So. Uh, and they could do I that, agree. especially adding Mikola on there. Go ahead. No, I just said I, I, I agree with what you're saying before. I said it before when we're talking about previewing the series. Devils play a high octane style offense. You don't want to get into a run and gun with them. 
All right. By the way, right now, 53% of you are saying absolutely do not touch a playoff beard. 47% are saying go ahead, groom it a little bit. So, uh, Anthony, how about you? Do you groom your playoff beard? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll like clean it up, but I, I won't shave completely during the playoffs. It's oh. a no go. <laughs> All right. Um, getting back into this, Anthony, we know the uh, New York Islanders centers, Bo Horvat, Brock Nelson, Pajot, and Sezikis. The Hurricane centers, Ajo, Stahl, KK. All right, I'll try it. Kakaniemi and <laughs> Paul Stastny right now. Uh, the Islanders' strength at center will pose problems for the Hurricanes, Mr. LaRocca. So you forgot a center, even though he's playing the wing with Horvat. Matt Barzell is still a center. So the Islanders have Horvat, Barzell, Nelson, Pajot, Sezikis. They have five five centers that they could that they could deploy at the center ice position. Um, obviously, you know McDavid and Drysdale one and two. You know that because of who they are, you know they're gonna. That's they, you. You say they're one of the best center groups in the league. But from one to five, to have Horvat, Nelson, Sezikis, Barzell, Pajot. The Islanders are the deepest center ice team in the National Hockey League with those five centers. Um, and what that will enable the Islanders to do is, especially when they're at home ice, you know, they can put two shutdown guys on a line together um, if they wanted to. They could put Pajot and Sezikis together. Um, you know, Lane Lambert doesn't face offs in the defensive zone. He'll throw Horvat out and he'll throw Pajot out there with it just in case one of them gets thrown out. Um, and little stuff like that you know, matters. And the Islanders having five quality NHL centers like that, uh, um, that gives Lane Lambert a lot of different, you know, mix matching with his lines and who he wants them to match up with. Uh, You know, he could, he could even overload it if they on a power play or they were down a goal late in the game, by put, you know, Horvat Nelson and Barzell all out together. Um, But me, for me, it's, it's the more, what he could do defensively to the Hurricanes with deploying Pajon and Sezikis together, et cetera, Horvat face-off, you know, um, situations that are really important. So I think this is a round. And uh, let me get that round up there because I didn't get that in there. I am going to – I'm actually – I'm actually going to go shot on this one, Anthony. I'm going to go way the other way. The reason why I say that is because you talk about – and and I think that some of these centers, you look at some of them, Horvat and Nelson and Pajot and Sezikis, they're all very good defensive centers. But Ajo and Stahl are among two of the best defensive centers in the league, as is. I mean, and, and I'm, not, I'm not slouching any of the Islanders, guys. Uh, Ajo, one of the best two-way centers in the league. Kakaniemi, who's finally kind of grown. I think the real problem is going to be Paul Stastny, and Paul Stastny is a reliable guy. If you told me he was the... Third line center, I'd be happy with him. He's their fourth line center. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you this, uh, you know, this is where you're, you're right. Using Barzell, but I think I'd, you could add him in there, but I think Barzell as a wing opens up and just gives him less responsibilities defensively. And it really just kind of lets him focus on one area of the ice and go with your game. I mean, I'm not sure if he's blocking any shots from the point or whatever, but that's going to be a different story. Uh, I, 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 I like the Islanders at center. I've always liked the Islanders at center. Uh, adding Horvat has been a great move for them. We'll see. We'll see if that really, if, if yours is a little bit more correct than mine. 
Anthony, moving on to some other series around the NHL. Alex Lyon, since March 28th, 6-1-1.943 save percentage of 187 goals against. This was a guy in his previous outing before this stretch was lit up for six or seven goals by the Flyers. Anthony, Alex, Alex Lyon could keep it going for the Panthers. Shot. Um, no doubt he was on, he's on a really good stretch. But come playoff time, you know, he's going to show who he really is. This is one of those runs where he's been he's been really good. But, I mean, Alex Lyon isn't a legitimate NHL starting goaltender. He's, he's just not. Um, so kudos on him to doing what he had to do to get the Panthers in the playoffs. But, but he's playing a wagon now in the Bruins in the playoffs. And I don't, I don't see him still putting up anywhere close to those kind of numbers. I it's one of the many times I'll say I wish Philk was here because he'd pull out a more obscure reference than I am, but I'm going to go with, yeah, just like Andrew Hammond did for the, the Ottawa senators. So I'm going shot on this one. There's so many of these guys that have done this before they're, they're goalie, they get hot and then they, they just, they make it through the playoffs. Bruins might knock him out of the series within the first two games. I mean, Matthew Kachuk has got his work cut out for him. This is his chance to prove whether or not he's a playoff player. So, um, and as, by the way, as, uh, D Lee is saying the hurricanes are loaded with centers, uh, nature's and Drury are drafted as centers. Nature's also plays center at times. Step on also plays centers. And we know step on is money from the New York Rangers days. Uh, I'm going to save that one Mel Buster for later. Uh, so let's get back to, and let's save that one. Well, I'm gonna, I saved a couple of the comments for later, so we get for the Q and A, guys. Because everybody, get ready. You're gonna want to participate in this question. The Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a playoff series since 2004 when they beat the Ottawa Senators. A matter of fact, the last guy to be active for that playoff series, uh, from that playoff series, Anthony was who? 2004 Leafs as Senators. He retired last year. Chara? Zidane Chara. All right. By the way, Zidane Chara, also the last player that was active for Wayne Gretzky's final goal. So, Toronto will finally get over the playoff hump. So, I picked the Lightning um, to win. but So, I'm not going to say shot because obviously I, I could be wrong, clearly, and Toronto could win. But um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go beer. Um, I – I just stand by my prediction. I, I think Tampa Bay, even though you clearly tell, you know, this year Toronto was the better team during the regular season. Um, the Lightning looked like, you know, a tired team at times, and rightfully so. They, they went to the finals three years in a row. They've played a shit ton of hockey over that time. Um, but they're experienced. They, they know what it takes come playoff time. Um, and they still got a pretty damn good roster. You know, don't, you know, Stamkos and Braden Point, Kucherov, you know, Hedman's had a down year, but he's still Victor Hedman. Um, you know, Ross Colton, scrappy, is a good hockey player. And then, Mark, the biggest card of them all. I mean, you have the biggest money goalie in the NHL in Vasilevsky and Net. So, um, you know, Toronto's kind of seeming like they, they've kind of maybe finally could do it this year with the acquisitions they made and how they were the better team during the regular season. But I, I still think Tampa Bay gets a job done in Toronto once again losing the first round. And if that happens, um, heads are going to roll in Toronto. 
Oh my lord, there's so much to talk about with this that it's it's amazing because if that happens, Shanahan's out, Dubas is out, O'Keefe, uh, sorry, not whatever, Sheldon Keefe. Sorry uh, to my friend Connor O'Keefe for I kind of throw that in there sometimes, but uh Filk has said that the Lightning is going to win in seven in this. So I, you're saying the Lightning in, uh, would you say six, Anthony? Did you say six? I guess I said seven. Did I have to look again? I thought I said seven. Yeah, but... uh, it's okay. I did the Stanley Cup bracket. I got Toronto in seven this six. one. I think they finally win a playoff series. Now, unfortunately, by the way, as you clarified it, I could be wrong. So I'm only going uh, beer myself. There it goes. Uh, oh, oh, my 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 uh, serve my serve is a little bit slow. So there it goes. I just I look at this series. I, I Toronto. Remember when we were going through our group chat in the in the trade deadline, and it just felt like Toronto's going for it. Toronto's going for it. Toronto's going to make it. I still don't think they're going to win the cup. But a one one series win against Tampa, who lost their trade deadline acquisition at Tanner Janot. I mean, T- Tampa easily do it. You're you're right about that. Money goaltender eliminating Andre Vasilevsky has become really difficult since the sweep to Columbus. I just I don't know. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough. But I think Toronto finally gets it done this year. I think they fall to Boston right away the next series. But that's a different story. It's like it's like winning the play-in game in the NCAA tournament. Yay, we're yeah. the 16th best team in this bracket. Good, you get UConn. <laughs> All right. Anthony, moving on to, to Minnesota. Kirill Kaprizov's year. Eight points in six games. Kirill Kaprizov will continue to be over a point-per-game playoff player. Um, round. I mean, this, this guy, uh, is an electric player. He brings you out of his seat. He just oozes skill. Um, you know, he was just getting back from that injury. Um, so, you know, he's hopefully got his legs beneath him now heading into the playoffs as he, you know, he caught a couple of games at the end of the regular season. So, um, I really like him a lot. I think he would drive the Minnesota wild, adding him back increases their chances to win for sure. Uh, but, I mean, win or lose, I, I still think he could be over a point-per-game player. He's that good. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna buy a round on this one, too. His first playoff experience was last year versus the St. Louis Blues, and he tore them a new one. I think I just every, every time he touched the puck, it seemed to go in the net. How Minnesota lost that series, it's a little bit beyond yeah. me. But again, it's one of those things. Sometimes it just happens. Um, but uh, you know, Karol Kaprizov is definitely going to be a guy that's going to be worth the price of admission, and he's he's going to continue to perform. By the way, uh, again, just saying, Phil is predicting that Dallas wins that series in six games. All right, Anthony uh, Warrant or Salt is going to play uh, game one of Vegas tonight or for Vegas. The mystery in net will send Vegas home early after round one. Um, shot. 
regardless, Vegas has been getting by with their, you know, Lauren Perswats and Quicks and Thompsons of the world, you know, all year. So I don't think I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, Winnipeg's a good team, but Vegas is, you know, the best team in the West, uh, at least during the regular season. So, um, no, nah, it's, it's a shot. I think Vegas is winning. I'm going to go beer. You know, I'm a big believer in the goaltenders. You got to have goalies that are going to succeed. And um, and if, if the goalie has no confidence, then no way. This would be one of those Cinderella stories I talk about all the time. I always say this. Goalies that start opening day and then play a career high of games and then go on from there, they don't win Stanley Cups because mentally speaking, they're just not ready for it. When you get young goalies that start in the playoffs, like Cam Ward, Ken Dryden, Matt Murray, they don't even know what they're in for. They can go on and go win a cup because usually they're they're good enough to get through that and not even think about it. I don't know if Persuade would fit that build. He, he's been in net for years. Uh, he's been a backup with uh, Winnipeg, and um, I just I, I I'm not convinced that he's going to end up. Uh, being as good of a goalie, but you know what? There's going to be, it, it's it's going to be tough for Vegas, but if they get through this first round with their goaltending, uh, that's unbelievable because I, I don't know who their goalie is. I know Connor Hellebuck's on the other side, and I know Winnipeg was definitely trying not to make the playoffs at one point, which, uh, by the way, just going to the notes. Yep. Filk says uh, Vegas in four. What do you have this series as? Oh, you're muted. I think I picked. I think I picked Vegas in six. I gotta see what I. Oh, I I'm back on it. Uh, yep, you got Vegas in six. Yeah. I went to Vegas in seven because of the goaltending. I uh, I just, I I want I want to make sure I want to believe I want to believe the poster from, uh, uh, David Duchovny's office in the X Files. I forgot what Mulder's name was. I think it's oh, it's Fox Mulder. There we go. I wouldn't know. Took a min- <laughs> well, it took a minute to get me there, so that's about it. Anthony, Kel McCarr hasn't played a game since April Fool's Day, and he's hoping to be back for game one versus the Seattle Kraken. Minus Kel McCarr, the Avs are in trouble versus the Kraken. Shot. The, the, I think the Avalanche, This I think this could be, if I had to pick one sweep, um, I would think this is it. Um Makar, no Makar. The Avalanche are gonna, I think, are gonna handle the Kraken easily. Um, you know, their goal, the Kraken's goaltenders weren't exactly lighting up the stat sheet with you know these good save percentages during the regular season. At one point, I mean, I think they were both under nine. And I was, you think to yourself, how are they winning games? Um, you know, so the Kraken, the Kraken aren't a bad team. They're just running into a buzzsaw in the Avalanche. And even though Makar uh, does so much things for the Avalanche, transport the puck, put up points, defend. Um, I think even without him, the Avalanche are going to cruise through this series. So to insinuate they're in full, like they could lose because McCarr isn't playing is not even close to being accurate. So it's a shot. By the way, Philk also picks Colorado in four. I make sure, Anthony, I do not make it a business to say at all 
sweeps anymore. Ever since I predicted two sweeps, I think the last couple of years, I think it was Carolina versus Nashville. I predicted a sweep and I predicted Florida over Washington was going to be a sweep. I stopped doing that. However, this one, I still said Colorado in five. So it's got to be a shot for me to say, uh-uh, this ain't going to be, this ain't going to be a walk in the park. Sorry, it's right over your face again. But <laughs> it's, um, but it's it, Colorado is definitely going to be a, a tough out for, I mean, sorry, for the Kraken. Again, the, the Kraken's goaltending, they're going to have to rely on Grubauer because I think Martin Jones is injured. And uh, it's, I just don't, I, I don't see it. I, I just don't. It's, it's good for the Kraken. Hey, you know what? Now you guys got playoff experience. Speaking about a guy that I mentioned before that looks like he's just got Stanley Cups in his eyes. He's just focused on it more than anything. The Edmonton Oilers concluded their season 14-0-1. The LA Kings 9-5-1. The Edmonton Oilers will make short work of the LA Kings. Um, beer. Uh, I think, I mean, the Kings, I, I got to say, I, I, I would take Corpusalo over over Skinner and Jack Campbell. I just don't like, I don't like either of them. Um, so that, that's really the Oilers' only downfall is in net. Uh, the, the addition of Matias Ekholm has made them better defensively, but they're still not quite, I would say, a good defensive team. So the Kings have that working in their favor. Um, but just make, make, David and Drysaddle, even Nugent Hopkins, they're all so good this year. Um, it would take a Herculean effort from Corpusalo and the Kings' defense to beat them. Um, but again, when you have when you have suspect D and, and shoddy goaltending as the Oilers do, that could keep the Kings in it because the Kings, you know, have some decent pieces. You know, Kevin Fiala's out, but if he comes back, that would help them a lot. But even so, Kopitar and Kempe, um, you know. They got, they got, you know, they got some good pieces. Um, they're, they're a good, they're a good structured team as well. Uh, you know, you don't get 104 points or whatever they had in the regular season with luck. So um, they're a good team. Just the Oilers are better because of the, you know, cast of ridiculous generational players they have. So um, I don't think it would be a sweep, but I also don't think the Kings are going to win. So I'll say beer. It was like. It was very nice of the dogs to let you finish that prediction before starting the bark. So good boys. Um, and the answer I have to say is, yeah, uh, I'm going to go beer on that. And I actually have Edmonton in five. Uh, one of the reasons why is just they, they're, they're on fire right now. Philk has been singing their praises of how well they played that Ekholm has been the best trade deadline acquisition. I have to agree with them on it in a little bit. It just, it's, I think, I think they've been, they've been right there and you look at what McDavid's doing is incredible, but you got to also say the Kings improved since last year, even though they're not going to have home ice advantage, like they did last year, they took seven games over Jonathan quick, who just, he was losing it. He's he's not the player, the goalie that he was. I don't know. I I I don't know whether or not that's going to be the case. But I do think Edmonton in five. I I just I just kind of could see it happening. I think there's a, a good road for Edmonton. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but Philk is also picking Edmonton in five. 
Anthony, last week, Pittsburgh Penguins fired Brian Burke and Ron Hextall. We do have some breaking news about another uh, organization in a second. But the Penguins' new GM can get another Stanley Cup in the Crosby era. And I'm going to start this. I'm going to go beer, Anthony, because I think if you put the right goaltender in there, maybe something can happen. Tristan Jari is the epitome of what I I don't like about my goalies. When I need a save, I don't know if I'm getting it from Tristan Jari. That's my number one problem. What do you think? I'm going to go... I'm gonna go beer. Um, I don't see I don't see the Penguins winning another cup in there. But I mean, I guess you know anything can happen. Uh, but uh, their their goaltending obviously isn't good. They have to they have to solve that issue and find new goaltending in the off season. Um, and even though their their best players were their best players this year, Malkin and Crosby, they they were healthy. They played the whole season. Um, you know, a- after them, I mean, Gensel's really good, and Zucker actually had a good year too. But after that. The well kind of runs dry, so I don't, I don't see, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But I'm not, again, I'm not going to say shot because anything could happen. I just, I just don't see it occurring. I think the Penguins, they could they get, could they get back in the playoffs next year with the right moves? Uh, yes, um, but I don't. But then again, once you get in, anything can happen. So I don't know. I just. I don't know. I'd be surprised. Let's leave it at that. I'd be surprised if the Penguins won another cup in, in Crosby's era here. Out of the two teams, Washington and Pittsburgh, which one do you think is closer to possibly winning a Stanley Cup? I think that's, I think they're really both the same. I mean, none of them really have great prospect pools um, with one player in particular, like knocking on the door, ready to come up. Um, I mean, their goaltending, Kemper's signed. He just signed. He's kind of meh. Um, a lot of their better players are aging, like Kuznetsov and you know Vechkin, Oshie. Honestly, I think I think they're in the same boat. I, I really do. I really think they're in the same boat. They're at that line where okay, do we do we just put you know uh, what is that quick seal on it to stop the leak <laughs> and, yeah. and just kind of forward forward. Um, you know, already kind of you know rebuild and, and retool, but I don't. Yeah, it's tough for me to say which one's closer because I really think they're about the same. I I don't see any of them winning a cup in the next you know two years, three well, years. Yeah, I kind of got to agree with that, Anthony, and I kind of wonder about it myself. Uh, I do think you can possibly get some you know flex seal, like you said or a quick seal uh, and throw it on there. And maybe the penguins are still good enough. I just don't, I don't see it. Uh, not many, not many guys get there, get back to the Stanley cup finals or anything. And uh, even though I don't doubt Sidney Crosby, that's the thing. I don't doubt Sidney no. Crosby. The last time no. I threw dirt on that t- organization was 2015. Yeah. I think I was wrong a little bit. So, <laughs> um, Let's let's move on. We got one more in the bar talk, and then we got to start updating on some other stuff that we're hearing around the NHL. Women's hockey. Uh, Team USA beat uh, Team Canada for gold at the uh, IHF uh, last night, and um, the women's rivalry between USA and Canada is among one of the best in hockey. 
Um, I mean, are you are you lumping this in with like, you know, NHL, like, yeah, and everything. You got Rangers, Islanders. You got Oilers, Flames. Uh, you got Penguins, Rangers. I mean, I think how about this? How, about NHL, this? Anthony, just, how should I rephrase this? Philk would make make me rephrase this right now. <laughs> um, I think maybe you would say one of hockey's most exciting rivalries, or I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah, they got, they got a great rivalry, but I don't know if you compare it to when you lump it in with NHL rivalries too and whatnot. Um, well, how about this? Put it with, yeah, they, they, how about this? It changed yeah. top five to international. Yeah. Then, then, then yes. There we go. Um, right. But then again, you know what? <laughs> It's different. They they do rivalry, but like in women's hockey, it's because a lot of the other countries aren't nearly as good as as USA and Canada. So it's 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 basically just you know I mean the Finns occasionally, but it's just usually always them, um, which obviously can make the rivalry stronger. But it also says about the parity of the rest of the other countries. If um, so, it's 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 different than comparing. I would say it to NHL rivalries, it's almost really impossible to do so. But no, they it gets exciting hockey. I've watched it for sure. I watched it before. Um, you know, it, it definitely keeps your attention. They play hard. Um I, I truthfully I enjoy watching it. So yeah, they they got a great rivalry, but um I can't really necessarily put it in the same category as some like NHL rivalries because it's a different game. Olympics, you know, NHL, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little bit different. And yeah, I was just trying to get this on a topic so that way we could talk about it. But I do have to say, they're becoming, it's becoming um, must see TV every time the United States women play or the, the Canadian women. So yeah, I'm actually going to buy around on this one because it's, it's been like that for a while. I mean, after all, 2014, that was a great, great uh, gold medal game. And then 2018 was phenomenal. Um, they're it's it's something to, to to watch every single time that they're on and it's good that other organizations are starting to get into that so it's uh you know it's you know we gotta get grow the game get more popularity hockey's for everyone we always say this so absolutely just uh this is a yeah this is a round for me i mean and i, I like some of the players obviously hillary knight um possibly one of the best American players of all time. And uh, I don't think Kayleen Wickenheiser is there anymore, but obviously uh, there's, there's a lot of good women players. And I still love it whenever uh, one of my friends asked me, is like, how do you think we do against USA women as a men's beer league team? I look at them and go, yeah, we wouldn't touch the puck because you're telling me that now, on the other hand, if you're telling me the under 18 team versus the women's team, that's a different story. But they also there there's not much difference in the game except for hitting. So, all right, everybody. Once again, thanks for um thanks for watching Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk. Yeah, we had a little bit of distractions throughout the entire time, but uh, it's it's always great whenever we're doing this. Uh, a matter of fact, one of the distractions that I saw was that I accidentally put on the clicker Islanders clinched tonight. Oops, they already did because they're in the playoffs. So well, I'm, I'm able to put this one up without um 
Uh, I haven't been able to use this today, but now it's a, oh no, Mark messed up. All right. Let me get to some of your comments as well. Also, we have uh, sort of breaking news that we were talking about, uh, we alluded to earlier that the Calgary Flames parted ways with Bradtree Living. Uh, I'm going to ask Anthony on his thoughts on that. I actually thought Bradtree Living did a great job in spite of what he had to deal with last offseason. If you want to argue about the trade deadline, that's a different story. It's also what's going to happen really with uh, with what what are you going to do with Daryl Sutter? They signed him to an extension. It's that that's going to be that's going to be tricky to say the least when that comes along. So we're going to take some of your questions and your comments. I already cited a couple over here. Uh, yeah, Sean, it, you, you missed the, the big part, but don't worry. You can always go back on that. Uh, the Czech women's team has been pretty good. Uh, young player, forgot her name. She's been touted as generational. Urgy's 14 playing with the Czech adult team. Wow. That's pretty good. Uh, D is saying, uh, I actually found myself watching a lot of women's hockey on Hulu this year. My daughter plays here in North Carolina. I would love to see them, uh, Raleigh get a, a women's team. That would be great. Sheffra, hey, great seeing you. Haven't seen you in a, a little while. So saying, be ready for the Truba train. Well, this is where Jacob Truba makes his money. As after all, nobody had more hits and more block shots in the postseason than Jacob Truba last year. So that is where he's going to be big. And um, the Bearded Baker, if you haven't seen him, in, if you haven't been to his place in Brooklyn, please go there. Uh, he is uh, saying Jetson six. And that could be there. Could be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were just saying that it's uh, there's there's a lot of the Bradtree living. I mean, I can't believe that they as Phil has texted us to say uh, the flames are stupid for getting rid of this guy. I would love to get his take on that. Scheduling hasn't been our best strength this weekend, but we're going to have everybody all together Wednesday for a big show right before the Islanders playoff game. So it's only going to be it's going to be a fast show. That's what we're going to have to do. Uh, but not really getting too far into what the playoffs are. Uh, Ooh. And Anthony is working on something to share on his screen. Let's, we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Once again, everybody, before we even get too far with that, just make sure you're checking out uh, bigapplehockeypodcast.com. I have my predictions for both series, uh, the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, I compared this one to reboots. So there you go. And yeah, you think everybody's picking uh picking the Boston Bruins in that series? Wow. And a lot of people are picking the Maple Leafs. Not a lot of faith, so who knows? I mean, I don't exactly understand the series MVP part, but whatever. Oh, Dave Panyota, our friend of the show, saying uh in six. A lot of people are on the Islanders train. See, one thing to mention, uh, we're talking about Marty Natchez. Marty Natchez only has one goal against the Islanders all season. Uh, Ajo had a hat trick in the January game that really kind of skewed the numbers for him. Uh, Matt Barzell is going to be the interesting one. Ilya Sorokin is 
still going to be series MVP. Here we go, everybody. Wow. Can you um split that a little bit more evenly? <laughs> Uh, a lot of people predicting now the Rangers in five is an interesting one. Uh, I guess that's saying the Patrick Kane is going to explode. Uh, wow. That is a good one. So right now we have control room, Anthony going on. Uh, let's go to the central. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Uh, I think it's daring to pick a sweep, but a lot of people are saying it's definitely going to be a sweep and, Miko Rantanen has really come on this year. That's a little bit of a surprise. Ryan Hartman, series MVP, but I think Jake Ottinger is going to be the X factor in this series. Um, it's amazing. Marc-Andre Fleury has had a renaissance in his career, but no, probably not going to do that. A lot of, wow, a lot of people are still saying Vegas. And even though uh, Gaff, uh, Gaffar, I'm like him and Nichols right there. Uh, I'm predicting Vegas in seven. It's gonna it's gonna take them some work, but I think they're gonna do that. And Oilers, all oh, wow. There's a <laughs> the Oilers in sorry, uh, LA in seven. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. LA in seven, and Mikey Anderson the series MVP. Uh, okay. That's where we're going to go with some of the experts that are right there. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Let me share you guys my bracket that I did. Uh, this is my own personal bracket. The bracket of Mark Williams does not represent all of Big Apple hockey. I was hoping to actually do a bracket with everybody today. Could be and Phil did one last year. But instead, uh, I will be sharing this with you guys because... The way that I looked at it, Colorado is just going to go over Seattle, roll over Seattle. I think I said six games. Uh, no, I said five. I said five. Dallas in six over Minnesota because Minnesota still has got some talent. And then uh, I think Vegas is going to take at least six. Winnipeg's going to give them a good fight. Edmonton is going to roll. Boston, I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble with uh, the Panthers. I don't think it's going to be as easy as what they think. Linus Allmark is still yet to get his first playoff win. When you're tied with me, that is not good, and I'm not in the NHL. Toronto, as I said before, in seven. Carolina in seven. The Rangers in six. Now, here's where it gets down to it. I think Carolina runs into problems with the Rangers when it gets to number three. And, yes, I went with the homer pick for the Easter Conference Finals because I just I don't believe in Linus Allmark. If you're telling me the Rangers went against Tampa Bay again, I'd be a little bit more scared. And uh, I think I think it's – I think these two teams, the Rangers and the Oilers, are – they're going to take the next step. They're both in the conference finals last year. I scoffed at that idea with the Oilers. I don't, I don't scoff at it anymore. Now, going to where you see the top bracket over here, the central, uh, I think the Pete DeBoer effect is going to be in full swing. I think he's going to get that team to the conference finals. And I think they're going to be, they're going to be a real tough out. Uh, you see it with a lot of Pete DeBoer teams. They're, they're just, they're great. Their first two years, or they really have success. And then you get to like year three, four, or one of those, if they don't peak and go to the Stanley cup finals, they fall flat on their face. Like right after that. Uh, look at San Jose, who really wasn't that good afterwards. Look at the Devils in 2013. They were terrible. Um, the, 
And I, I, I think the Boar is a good coach. And look at Vegas. Vegas, who struggled to, to win last year, and then DeBoer was um, out. So Cassidy is doing a great job in Vegas, but I think they're going to fall to Edmonton, which, by the way, I uh, love the storylines in that series if that happens because that'll be Jack Eichel versus Connor McDavid, top two picks of the 2015 draft. And then um, Edmonton versus Dallas. If Edmonton gets to the conference finals again, they're going to the Stanley Cup. It's just that simple. And then you look at these two teams, it comes down to goaltending as far as I'm concerned with that. So what do you guys think about that bracket? Me not having the uh, Boston Bruins in there. Is that suicide? You guys tell me. Let me get down to some of your comments. Yeah, Ely's saying uh, Evander Kane is one of the guys that's changed around the Oilers. No, this is mine. It's not It's not the Big Apple hockey bracket. If I had the other two guys right there, the other two much wiser guys than me, they would tell me, uh-uh, that's not not the way to go with this. Because uh, after all, I, I'll tell you what, Filk was on it all the way uh, last year when it was St. Louis versus Colorado. And we were doing our bracket, and we actually changed it to St. Louis beating Colorado. And who knows, if uh, Kadri doesn't run over uh, Jordan Bennington, accidental or on purpose, we can debate that for a while. Uh, who knows? Because, I mean, St. Louis was giving them a run for their money. So we'll see about that. And um, the guys all have their different opinions. Um, obviously, uh, that's why I was making sure I get all Philk's picks on there. I had all Anthony's picks. Anthony was... Uh, a lot of these guys, very sensible picks. And a lot of people, as Sheffra is saying, is on the New York Islanders. Uh, no, Anthony, I'll have to fill that out in a couple of minutes. Uh, I need the uh, the league number on that one. That's what we should have started this year. We should have started a league, but we're all so busy this weekend. Uh, I mean, hell, I was working a couple different nights. And the brackets don't lock for another time, so... Uh, uh, maybe we'll, I'll, I'll see if I can start a league within the next like hour for uh, for everybody here. See where we are, because uh, we like to be the experts, but also uh, unfortunately we know that I could be wrong every now and again. Uh, said the entire world, they pointed out that I've been wrong a lot in my life. <laughs> so, all right, but yeah, Sheffra, you're right. Everybody's on the Islanders. Everybody's on the Islanders, and why not? But a lot of people would would uh, kind of. Be surprised with that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying we're, yeah. No, I'm talking to, I'm talking we could possibly start a league bracket. So uh, a, a big Apple hockey league. So we could probably get that one done as well. Uh, look for it. If I can get it done in the next few minutes, I'll gladly do that. So, uh, but yeah, so. This isn't this isn't the BAH bracket. This is going to be something else. All right. Then the, you know what the hard part is. Then the next bracket is is because uh, I always do one where the Rangers are winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, and I now have to figure out how to do one where they don't, because <laughs> um, the Rangers honestly can go anywhere from out in the first round in six games, we'll say or seven to Stanley cup champion there. There's no limit to what they could do. And 
if the Devils win, it's not really an upset. Carolina's uh, going to be a tough team to face. I do wish the Rangers faced Carolina instead. That that would make things a little bit easier. But do you really want to just say I'll, I'll face Carolina and and we're going to win it all? It's not often that it happens. So, yeah, I, I think I'll have to do that for you, Rob. I'll post it on um. I'll post it on everyone. Sean Harold is saying, if one of the kids had to go on the third line, who do you pick? It's a great question because Heedle's already re-signed. Anthony is saying Loff. Do you go with Loff's speed and his physical grit game and, and ship him out? Because uh, you can see that's what what he's saying with Kako Shefra. If you if you send him out, keep in mind size takes longer to develop. That's why this is such a tough question. So, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I probably would have to say Kako because he's a year older. I think both those guys, you send them elsewhere, you're going to watch them flourish. Bigger roles, bigger roles, coaches that have a little bit more patience. You send Kako to say, um, I don't want to say Detroit. Detroit's not the right team. Uh, I'm trying to think of a team that you, if you sent him there, he'd probably be a lot better. It's going to be inevitable at some point, depending on what happens next season. Because let's not forget, Brennan Ottman comes in and he blows the doors off of all of them. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Then chip, it's going to happen. That's where you're right about that. Because salaries, salaries are inevitable like that. Now, on the other hand, let's say they come back next year and Kako and Lafreniere break 55 points each where they almost broke 40 this year. And assuming the Rangers finally take the training wheels off of them, can that actually change opinions that could? And after all, after 2024, then um, uh, the Truba deal and the Kreider deal, their no move clauses turn into limited no drain clauses. So that's also what's important about that. Um. You know what? Uh, I'm actually uh, Hedl should go lousy at faceoffs, especially for a third liner. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's signed for a four year deal at a pretty reasonable price. See, the economics of it is what makes it simple that these guys are going to stay because Lafreniere is not going to be uh, paid that much. Ooh, here's a good one. We have a who says no. By the way, Mel Bester, uh, great that Giannis is going to recover for game two. So much. Uh, for the Knicks avoiding the Bucks in the semis. Well, who knows? Because uh, if it's a back problem, uh, that's that can linger. That's no good. But we have a who says no for everybody. Matt Dumba and Matthew Boldy for Lafreniere and Lindgren. And I'm going to go with right now that it would be Minnesota that says no. Because after all, Minnesota, uh, if they – if Minnesota said – Yes, they'd be. I think the best player in the deal is Boldy right now. And 
I really don't think the Rangers really need Dumba, but Boldy right now, Boldy right now is the better player. Right now. Doesn't mean the Loft can't get there. Doesn't mean that, but he's lost to work on a couple things. But uh, we'll see about that. Well, the hard part about getting rid of Lindy is if you got rid of, of, of Lindgren, then does that mean you resign uh, Mikola? And Lindgren is kind of the Rangers guy. I mean, I, I like what they've seen out of Mikola. Uh, again, Phil has pointed out all of his flaws before, and uh, I think it would be interesting. Uh, all three kids, Miller, first round, big part of the rebuild, the core of the rebuild. Yes, you're right about that. They're, they're big. And Keandre Miller and Truba have not been as good as what they've wanted, but you know what? I mean, this season, I mean, even though Miller's uh, been better offensively, his defense has slipped a little bit. We'll see how that goes. And uh, Phil has talked about this at length on the final buzzer with John Falkowski because he is uh, he gets to do some of the, uh, the, the, the post-game shows, which is always a great thing. And no matter what, we're going to be back tomorrow to talk about the Islanders. Here's a great question, everybody. Let's get some answers down here in the comments. Who will have more points in round one, Brock Nelson or Matt Barzell? And I'm going Brock Nelson, hands down. I actually don't even think uh, there was a, a question that Anthony posed last week about Brock Nelson being the best two center in the league. And Philk's reply of, I'm not sure if Brock Nelson is the number two anymore. I think it might be Matt Barzell. And I think, you know what? You might be right. I think Nelson easily. That's what Shepard's saying. Uh, and where for life is saying that too. So is the, the bearded baker, Mr. Rob. Uh, Shepard is saying Schneids could be better than Lindy, but Lindy needs to say too. Um, Lindgren has been, and Lindy is going to get confusing for this series because I know people call him Lindy, but also there's also Lindy Ruff. Uh, I think um, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting situation. I don't think the cap crunch is going to kill the Rangers as much as what people think. And a lot of people are saying Goudreau is the guy that goes, I don't know if you can move a guy with that many more years on that term without eating some money. And I'm not sure if they, they can't buy him out. I know that. Uh, <laughs> D is saying Sebastian Ajo will have the most. Yeah. Well, Sebastian Ajo is, you know, he's a guy I talk about all the time. We're going to be running a series uh, called, um, I forgot what Anthony wanted to call it. It was like enemy players or behind, maybe uh, behind enemy lines is where we have it. But who have more points in round one? Artemi Panarin or Jack Hughes? Jack Hughes. I'm going to say Jack Hughes, hands down. Because I think the Rangers, if they want to win this series, they're going to need more scoring across the board. If the Devils want to win this series, it's because Jack Hughes is going off. And I think both things can happen. The Rangers can win this series with more scoring. But if Panarin is outscoring Jack Hughes, I would say the Rangers are probably not having a good series. That's my intuition. You know, the great part about doing streams like this and the talk radio stuff that you is sometimes if you just do it on instinct, then you can play back the video and see how wrong you are. 
<laughs> no, well, Sveshnikov being out is mentioned. They're 9-8-1 and one without him, and they've been outscored 49-51 to 51 in those games. So, and if you look for scoring trends in those games, Shefra, there is no scoring trend. They'll shut out a team for nothing. They'll lose five, four the next day. It's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. I looked all these up um, when I was doing the article, a perfect storm on big apple hockey podcast.com, which once again, everybody make sure that you're going to go check those out. Playoff previews on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. We're going to take a couple more questions. And again, once once again, you guys want any of these hats, go click the link below. Uh, it takes you right to the eBay store, and then I'll get it sent out to you. We have it in this color, also with a white and a blue background. Uh, I don't have one of them on me at the moment. So... Maybe I should have actually had one of those on. And of course, if you're getting seats, make sure you go to SeatGeek, use the promo code Big Apple Hockey. Hey, $20 off on an order right now. That's what you that's what you want. So by the way, I forgot if I ever showed this to you guys, but I uh when the Rangers had their animated view, I had a little bit of a animated version of us that I threw up there. I mean, it kind of makes us look like Disney princesses, but Hopefully I can find something else that'll look a lot better and less scary. So I think I am going to start a big Apple hockey uh, uh, playoff bracket. We can all get our, our uh, brackets in hopefully as soon as possible. Uh, Cause that would certainly get good. Uh, I want a fitted cap. Actually, I don't have the fitted ones. They're uh, they're the adjustables. I would love to get a fitted cap. I just don't, I just don't have uh, the resources yet. Working on that. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Sebastian Ajo has put together a pretty good season. That's the funny part. Everybody just wants you want to dismiss Sebastian Ajo on the Islanders, which I still think the guy should change his name. Change your name. Uh, be savvy. Why is my name? Because there's somebody else named Sebastian Ajo. Five goals, eight minutes, 23 points uh, for Sebastian Ajo this season. Right behind Scott Mayfield, the free agent to be. And I think Scott Mayfield is going to get a pretty good paycheck this offseason. So we have that. All right. Um... D is saying this is the good part about having some inside information from uh, some Carolina fans. We have another one of us, our Carolina uh, Canes, Carolina Canes, Carolina Hurricanes contributor, Pete Mackin. Uh, I wasn't able to get to him today, but uh, honestly, I think the Canes could call up some of the Wolves. Their season is done. Vasily. I'm not pronouncing that name right now. I'm just uh, plays like Svetch, get step on or Stastny out. See, that's the thing. I don't know whether or not they're going to be that ballsy with that. I think he's going to stick with his veterans. Coaches love to stick with their veterans at this time. It's just, it gets frustrating because if you don't have a scouting report and then you have a kid that gets in there, it could change everything. 
So uh, one thing is clear. Sebastian Ajo will advance the second round. We've had that joke already. Uh, I think State of Survival put it up. So that was always a good one. Uh, I know the Islanders are playing at one o'clock on Sunday. And I have a playoff game that night. Uh, my team won in overtime. The K-Stars uh, beating uh, the Dragons. It was actually a nice, hard-fought game. And the only thing I'm kind of disappointed was I ended up with one shot on goal in that game. Yikes. Can't have that. <laughs> State of survival. De- death taxes and Aho to the second round are the only sure things in life. I might have to steal that. So uh, I'll, I'll give you some credit. Uh, D- Ely is saying, uh, RB, uh, Rod Brindamore doesn't like change to a fault. That that is the problem. I hope both Ajo's don't advance. Well, you know, you, you could hope wish in one hand shit in the other. You'll see what fills up first. All right. Uh, right now we're at three fifty-four. Let's go another six more minutes. So how fast are the devils? Is it me or do they skate like the wind? Yes, they do. However, speed slows down in the playoffs because clutching and grabbing does come back a little bit. Now, it's not going to be to the point of like the 90s where Mario Lemieux really hated that. It's going to be closer to, say, I mean, the last few years. Hell, the LA Kings definitely slowed down the Rangers in, in 2014. That was a speed matchup. They slowed down the Blackhawks. They were always uh, tough against the Blackhawks. So it's... It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, uh, but you know the Devils are still gonna have some some speed. It's just, I know the Kings were giants, but and the Rangers not like they didn't have guys with size. I mean, everybody forgets Benoit Pouliot had scored the first goal. He was he wasn't a small guy in that series, and Haglin shorthanded. Hamilton avoids getting checked in the playoffs. Kane's fan. Yeah, he does. Uh, see, that's the thing. Uh, it's just, I'm not a big Dougie Hamilton guy. I've never been a big Dougie Hamilton guy. I think he's a good defenseman. I just don't know if he's that, like, guys want to say he's a Norris Trophy guy. I just, like, I, I don't see it. But then again, going, I use that example with uh, Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough was, like, on that cusp. I mean, if you did a top 10 defenseman, I'd definitely put Dougie Hamilton on that list without even looking. Did you hear about the bug going through the Boston Bruins locker room? They're going to be without a few key players. Uh, I did not hear about that. I've been working on a lot of other things, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, but there's always like a flu bug that goes around hockey locker rooms. This has always been in their culture, so it's not going to be that, that big. Uh, yeah, the Bruin, um, Mark getting called up to play with the Bruins to replace one of their under the weather players. Oh, if you got me, you get a guy that's pretty good at faceoffs. But, uh, if, if you did that for, for last, for last night, yeah, I wasn't at my best. I, I played like a guy that didn't play in a month. That's what, that's what I played like. So, uh, the K stars definitely deserve better out of that. I think Florida has a shot. I, to steal a game or two i got bruins in six uh let's see let's go across the staff on this one we have uh phil saying bruins in five 
I think the big question out of that series isn't even Alex Lyon. It's it's can Mack and Shock keep it up? If Mack and Shock is keeping up his regular season production, that that's something that would trouble the Bruins. I'm not saying the Bruins are in trouble. I'm just saying that would trouble them. Uh, 27 of you are still watching, everybody. Thank you very much. 13 likes so far. Oh, wait, my my browser froze, so that's good. Uh, oh, we're up to 19. Make sure you're hitting that like button for us because that always helps. Because little by little, we always need to keep on getting that like counter up. And uh, after all, I mean, getting the subscribers up. We're almost up to 9,000. And thank you, everybody, for your support, because that's the reason why uh, we're doing this. We just need to get our view numbers up after that, because sometimes, you know, it's it's great to have the people that subscribe. It's also great to have the people that point out when I, I screw up on a on a prediction. So 20 likes. Hey, 21. Thank you very much, everybody. Because I, I don't even have to bring out the hand of God on this one, which was. Uh, I always love this one. This is one of my favorite ones that I made. Appease the YouTube gods. All right. We are at 358. We're going to go another two more minutes, and then I'm going to start the music to get us out of here. Um, as Anthony is already out. Am I going to see any of these games in person? Uh, I'll tell you what. If the Rangers or Islanders advance the next round, I might go see some of the games. It's going to be difficult for me this week because uh, I have – my staff dinner on Tuesday. I don't have anything planned to go down to Carolina. I just did Jersey. So I don't feel like doing Jersey again. Um, that's one of my favorite openings for a mark on the road, which is uh, the Sopranos takeoff, which is great. Cause I turned to my girlfriend, I told her all about that pitch and then kind of whispered in my own ear of uh, you're an idiot. You just gave yourself four more hours of editing to do. So, <laughs> um, because editing editing is always always a big factor in, when it comes to those. The um the uh if it's Carolina, I'm definitely gonna try to go to Carolina if the Rangers get Carolina. Um you know what? Uh D, I, I think that's a great point too. Can Matt T keep his cool against the goon uh, loaded Bruins? I'm not sure if the Bruins are gonna care if he goons it up, but I think what he's should do is just you know get a little uh get a little bit under their skin so it does it's a distraction but the bruins got uh, uh brad marchand who's the absolute same he's the same thing he really is so uh i don't know i i don't think i don't think he's gonna be able to keep that one up as my phone went off who do i have Cairo at four o'clock tomorrow. Oh, well, all right. Uh, I'll have to wake up and make sure on that. Apparently, I, I have uh, I got to get a backyotomy. So, um, all right. Can then can they keep it against? You know, again, that's uh, that's gonna be tough. All right. So I'm gonna get start playing the music to get us out of here. Uh. Although it is just me, like I said, I'm going to try to see if I can find a way to have the song available for download for you guys. Um, it's uh, again, Cousin Phil, who used to be a Rangers, uh, a Rangers uh, sound engineer for MSG. And uh, he actually has a picture of him with the Stanley Cup. 
I will share it with you guys another time. Because, uh, again, the man's man was a great musician. And uh, my cousin Karina taking off the mantle from him. So, again, we had the we had the um the poll out on should you ever groom a playoff beard 56 to you uh 56 percent has said absolutely not and 44 percent said yes go ahead and be groomed it's going to be a tough series no matter what i think all teams involved islanders versus carolina it would not shock me if carolina wins tonight because when you're the road team, you want to go in with a split. And it, 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 the real question, I think, for the Islanders, who have played well since getting Horvat, uh, their record with Horvat in the lineup, I had it up there. Now I got to waste some time getting up here. Fortunately, you guys, we have uh, 21 of you watching right now, and you've stayed with me throughout this entire time. And we had to get a video up because. We just, it was crucial. We had to make sure we got a video up for this. The New York Islanders with Horvat in the lineup, 30 games. They are 17-9-4. That's a 6.33 winning percentage. That was incredible. That is incredible that they were able to get 50 points or almost 100 points above their winning percentage at the time of that. Of course, the New York Rangers, 6.82. And that's post, uh, that's Post All-Star break, but Tarasenko came aboard at the end, middle of that week. So 28 and 5, that's another one. Look, New York teams are playing well, and it would not shock me if it's Rangers Islanders in the second round. I I picked Carolina. I'm the only one of the three of us to pick Carolina. So let's see what that is going to be. Maybe if there's an outside chance, I could actually Maybe fly down to Carolina and see the Islanders on Tuesday night. I might try that. Um, I'm going to have to explore that stuff. Because also I'd like to make sure that, uh, you know, little things like I see my girlfriend every now and again. (laughs) Because that would be nice. All right. Although, you know what? This is one reason why I got to get down there. PNC, the loudest house in the NHL. All right, let's see how it goes. So, and yeah, uh, I I know my friend Pete is saying the same thing. Go Caniacs. So, this is the reason why we're expanding out to not just be the uh, league thing. And um, Mel Buster did ask this question. I forgot that. Um, uh, do you guys think Kraken will pull off a deep playoff run? I uh, like the Supersonics 96. Uh, actually, no, Mel. Unfortunately, they're not going to. I had this start. Sorry if uh, you if you got off. Uh, I think you're going up against Colorado Avalanche team, which is just way too good, and I just don't see that one happening. And Wicked did ask, do you guys think that Romney makes it back into the lineup by Game 2 or Game 3? He is on the trip with them. That I do know. And I think he will be- make it back for 3. I think he might play in 2. But I don't know if that changes around the, the Islanders lineup. So, guys, once again, thank you very much because we do these because we love doing these for all of you. And um, it's always, uh, yeah. <laughs> and as D saying, Islander fans, remember, you're not the only ones from New York. Everyone in this area is from New York. Yeah, and it's only growing because 
New York loves to shove everyone out. All right. Um, so, everybody, thanks very much for joining us today. And as this, the song is saying, bye-bye, it's time to go. And, uh, you know, tonight's going to start a wild postseason. If the Islanders win tonight, ooh, all those predictions are going to start looking mighty good. So, uh, Carolina, tough team to beat. We'll see if that happens. If it's Rangers Islanders in the second round, you know we're going to be covering every single angle of that. Guys, thank you very much for joining us once again, and we will see you soon. And, uh, yeah, Chef Rob, thank you, because that's why we're always here. <laughs>